Oh man, we're getting into the stuff. That we was are. fun today. It was a good one. Uh, we uh, we had some fun. Uh, we talked some college football today. Uh, you know, spent a lot of time randomly talking about MVPs. That was kind of uh, interesting. Uh, I I have a hate of a certain person getting one of those. Um, but uh, we talked about the importance of uh, individual players in some different sports. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a disappointed Duck fan. Uh, this is Civil War week. Go Beavs. Uh, no, and uh, we got uh, we got a Northwest uh, non football or uh, baseball or whatever uh, related sport uh, that is uh, advancing in the playoffs. We're gonna talk about it. A lot to get to. Uh, join in the conversation and uh, have some fun with us today. We got Grant back in a host seat as well. Uh, and that always makes it for a good time for Jameson and I, uh, giving him a whole bunch of hard times. So listen in, let's go. Welcome to Sportsify for November 23rd with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode. We are back in, uh, well, normal form. The, the road trip back. is over. I oh, yeah. Back. The, the, the important part, Grant's here. Yay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I feel like every time you guys, the two of you guys, you guys just trash me. No, last I, week we were just trashing your just team. The Seahawks. Well, yeah. I know, but you're like, I'm going to say this because Grant's not here. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. We well, did. That's true. I mean, we would, if I was not here, the two of you would gladly take the opportunity to make fun Absolutely. of me endlessly. I understand. No, okay, no. I get made fun of here way more than Jameson does or you do. Well, obviously, you're an easy target. I, I say the dumber things. Oh, that's true. So I'm yeah. all for it. I think well, we also hate the target. Seahawks more than you hate our individual teams. Ooh, no, I hate your Rams the most. Yeah. I, well, he doesn't, I hate the Seahawks yeah, more than you hate the Rams. He doesn't hate that's, the Rams as much, so we have that. a common... I lot. definitely hate the Seahawks more than you hate the I Rams. I hate the Rams. Okay. I, I live, eat, and breathe your losses. <laughs> I that's gen- not healthy. The, uh, there's only one team in yeah, sports that I... Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going on a diet, bro. I'm gonna be honest. I'm. I'll. I'll you're, be you're, gluttonous uh, you're, uh, in that form. Good this holiday season. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Back I'm eating real good right now, <laughs> soaking it up. Uh, well, no, happy, we 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 had a good time on the road. Uh, it was a shorter show last week. Uh, we were in Northern California, uh, going around corners and trying to stare at screens and uh, passing microphones around the car with our buddies. Uh, shout out to Ben and Mike. Thanks for hanging out with us last week with that. And Sean for not uh, killing us uh, while he's driving That's there. That's key. That was very key. He's the MVP of uh, the trip. We got some stuff to hit this week. And right out of the gate, we're going to get one big one out of the way. Um, it is time to light a coaching staff on fire. Uh, the Oregon Ducks Boom. turned in the most garbage performance of any quote-unquote good team in college football this year, uh, losing to Utah this weekend in just absolute flame-out fashion. Like, here's your season. Throw it in a dumpster. Here's a bottle of kerosene. Here's some gunpowder. Here's some whatever, Tannerite, and let's just get it over with. Uh, The Ducks self-inflicted uh, you just threw themselves under the bus, and uh, 
it was one thing after another got completely outcoached. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely outcoached. They did not come in with any kind of game plan for Utah. That was pretty clear. Uh, if you were somehow unaware uh, that Tavion Williams is a very good running back, uh, they're very aware of it now. And uh, they stayed in a zone defense for four quarters and literally let Utah run all over them. Uh, the bend don't break broke. And it was absolutely horrible. Uh, from a Duck fan perspective, uh, this is the last thing your season needed. They had gotten my hopes up. I think that's why I'm so ticked. It's genuinely, I was like, oh my gosh, we got a few games to go. We're going to beat the Beavers. Like, we're, we're just coasting right now. Like, this is nice. I don't know, will that's you? That's good wins. Oh, I don't feel on. good about it now. Whatever. I mean... I, hey, I mean, we beat listen. Utah, so basic mathematics. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna yeah, play that, the that Jets. Also, that also means the Jets are the best team in the league because they beat the Titans. Uh, yeah, I mean, the season's not over. <laughs> well, they're at least better than the uh, Texans. I mean, no, anyway, um, no, it it was just so hard to watch. I gotta say this: the three-headed monster that is this co-defensive coordinator garbage that the Ducks are doing makes absolutely no sense. They place way too much faith in the linebacker position. And that's no offense to Noah Sewell, who is one of the best defensive players in the nation. Um, But you literally can't have two guys doing everything for your defense. And it was just clear that they were asking everything of those two linebackers. Never once even considering adding a third linebacker onto the field uh, at any point in time outside of a goal line stand um, and just being run on like left and right. I mean, it was clear they were going to throw the ball between the twenties to a certain extent, at least Uh, they were able to get chunk yardage and then get down in towards uh, the red zone and absolutely manipulate the defensive line of the ducks. Got to also throw uh, the offensive line under the bus. I love what the ducks do on the offensive line. Um, It is certainly a strength of Mario Cristobal and the coaching staff, but they got worked. Absolutely worked. And it's not, and as much as I hate on Anthony Brown, and I do a ton, I'm still not a fan and all that. He had a horrible game. Um, He was also handed a horrible game plan uh, by the offensive coaching staff. Uh, He had nowhere to go. I mean, they, I I was watching him standing in the middle of the pocket, trying to step up, uh, get loose and shake a guy and constantly was being bombarded by the interior of uh, the Utah's line and hats off to Utah. Uh, they came ready to play. Uh, they do play well at home and they showed everybody in the Pac-12 that they are still a force, even though they lost to the Beavers already this year. Um, they're still a force and they uh, genuinely gave the Ducks a lot to be concerned about in the next couple of weeks. The Ducks have got a lot to figure out. They've got a, a game against Oregon State coming up uh, this next Saturday, the Civil War. I uh, can't call here. it that anymore. I, I don't care. I literally don't know what else we we're, named it. We're going to get thrown out of the internet. What, what, what did they name it? Just like, is it like the know. platypus boy? I or thought something that's what garbage? it was. Some, I, I remember that, know. but I thought it was a joke. I don't know. I just I'm, call everything like rivalry week or whatever. Well, yeah. So I, I saw okay. a billboard that said like heading Oregon out of rivalry Albany. Week? That's called like okay. over, oh, cool. Oregon, Oregon yeah. rivalry game or something like that. I It's a civil war. Like I don't. I literally will never just because a couple of sports writers were like, this is offensive. We should change it. I don't give a crud. like that's the dumbest thing in the world. Whatever. Also, it doesn't make sense why that's a so, eh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Right, whatever. Connotations to the South. I don't know. Um, but, but they got that game coming up and then they're going to have the Pac-12 championship 
Right now, as it stands, that would be a matchup with Utah, but on neutral ground. They'd be at Levi Stadium uh, in Santa Clara, I think the first week in there, December. So uh, they're less than two weeks away from possibly playing Utah again, and they got to absolutely figure that out because that was just horrendous football. Yeah, uh, was, Halftime was, score was what, Grant? Oh, at halftime? I don't remember. Was it 28 nothing? Something like that. I stopped then. I was like, I got better things to do with my day off. Dude, it was bad. It was just not After worth watching. After that uh, punt return. Oh, my that's gosh. How I, that's how I knew it was over. Dear Lord. That, that, I was watching it just casually. So I showed bad. it to my buddy's house because we were picking some people up to go over and uh, watch the Beaver game. What time did this game start? Like 4.30. Yeah, yeah, it was like a 4.30 game. And as soon as I pulled it to his place, that was the drive where uh, Utah had scored with about like a minute and a half left. Um, and then Oregon didn't do anything, putting it away. And then... Was it like seventy-two yard punt return? Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It was. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he just he, dude. He, it just, wasn't untouched. I, I will say, uh, last dive. I'm remember. I'm trying to remember. It was. It's the um, the guy who's starting the linebacker right now. Um, due to all the injuries, but he got an arm on him, and you saw him. And I was like, dude, if he just would have got probably three inches farther and got his shoulder into the leg, he's done. And that would have been around a forty-five, fifty yeah. somewhere in there. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was over. I did watch, I did watch in pretty much through the third quarter. I'm a pretty dedicated fan. Um, but when they answered after the Ducks scored uh, there in the third quarter, the Ducks put one up. Uh, so it was 28-7. And then they did the exact same thing they did in the first half again on three separate drives. I went, I'm done. Yep. I think they could do this all day. Yeah. I didn't see a score until uh, we were kind of getting ready to put the Beaver game on. We throw on the TV and I'm like, oh, this is just way out of hand. Yeah. So, right. Didn't miss much. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yep. after that, they, they did only add a field goal on uh, their late uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, but the Ducks just couldn't put up any more points. Final was 38 um, seven. And Mario Cristobal, as good of a coach as I think he is, uh, and I really do think he's a great coach. Um, he's got to figure out what he's doing with the defensive staff. Because uh, you, you look at his tree here. Um, and he has is an associate head coach that who whose uh, um, title uh, is and this is Joe uh, Salavea uh, is defense slash co defensive coordinator slash run game coordinator slash defensive line. Uh, his uh, then you got Ken Wilson who is co defensive coordinator slash inside linebackers, uh, and then you have uh, uh, the uh, Tim. Uh, Derider, who is defensive coordinator slash outside linebackers. You got three dudes. Too many cooks in the kitchen. It's just, it's too much. And all these guys believe in their different things, their different parts of the system. And boy, did uh, they just not come off their high horse. I mean, it was, it was just, it just sounds like a, a Frankenstein of a defensive coach. Like, like, a, like, it's a, that the product that gets put out there is a Frankenstein. Well, I mean, on the contrary, you know, Joe Moorhead, offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks. That's pretty normal uh, for college football. Also, he's got a lot to answer for. He put up seven points, yep. you know, um, and as much as the Ducks did give up 38, uh, only putting up seven against the conference opponent is pretty stinking bad. Um, and, uh, you know, I just look at the rest of the coaching staff and what they got going on. Yes, there's other um, offensive assistants and whatnot. But they are not um, they are not given the title of coordinator. And uh, I think Mario's got to 
probably simplify this process and streamline the defensive play calling. Saw a lot of confusion early in the year when they were trying to get calls in and whatnot. Um, that seemed to happen again. Didn't help the Ducks that uh, McKinley went down, uh, who's been their best uh, defensive back uh, overall. And uh, uh, he went he went down the second quarter, and man, it was a downhill slide from there. Uh, and, uh, you know, lots of stuff adding up for the Ducks here. I, I think if you're a Duck fan, you went into this year thinking, this is probably a 2-3 loss team. Um, I think we, if we were being honest with ourselves, but boy, had they gotten our hopes up because we we won the game we didn't think we were going to win, the Ohio State game. Then kept winning. And it kept winning, and it just kept going. Uh, outside of Stanford and the, the overtime oopsie, um, you know, uh, you, you really thought, man, you just played a great season up to that point, and now the college football playoff uh, is clearly gone uh, as they're only going to keep four teams, and some other teams looked real good this week. Like real, real super good. Ohio State, uh, wax got some stock because they murdered waxed. I believe is the appropriate term yes. here. Uh, Michigan State, um, that was just that was so bad. <laughs> like we're watching. I mean, we're we're texting a little bit on Saturday morning and uh, uh, just watching that score build up, and that was just crazy. I mean, just crazy. Uh, it was it was four touchdowns. Um. I want to say, what was it? What was it? Forty? It was forty-nine, nothing. Forty-eight, nothing. I, by halftime. I don't even remember. It was. I bad. think. I think it was yeah. about that. It was one of the worst. Like, I, don't, I can't even think of a word for it. It was, <laughs> it was so bad. It was just bad. I mean, like, I guess a team I, that I, just, I think we all thought was pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I, Michigan State had had some impressive yeah. wins on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely on the resume. Yeah, and, I. So I, I wasn't watching this game because I was out doing a, a Turkey Bowl fundraiser thing. So I was just watching you guys text back and forth yeah. as I was just in between the flag football games. By the way, I'm a fantastic punter. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> and this Turkey Bowl, I, I got to beat, up on, some, I I gotta beat up on some teenagers in some flag football. But anyway, I just saw the score and you guys just, and I was just like, oh, dear Lord. And just, and just watching. Yeah. And I, I was just kind of loosely following. It, it was but, never a game. I yeah. mean, it was, they scored. I literally I think, was like, well, I'm not and missing and much. Minutes. And then just put my phone down and decided to. Yeah. I think they scored point. around the 12 marker and then the nine marker and then the two or something like that. They put up 21 in the first and then they put up 28 in the second quarter. Yeah. They were just airing it out. Too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a 70 yard plus 56 to seven. We'll do you that. Know, uh, a couple 20 yard plus touchdowns. Uh, anytime they got the ball on their side of the field, they just attacked. It was it was impressive. And I would honestly say if Alabama wins in the SEC championship, I would almost put Ohio State at number two regardless. So here's what I am after this week. Here's what I genuinely believe is about to happen. Um, the SEC champion, whoever that is, is is obviously the one. Mm-hmm. The other is going to be the three, uh, unless somebody gets to quote Jameson waxed in the SEC <laughs> championship game. Um, I think the other is the three. Ohio State is the two. Cincinnati is the four. Uh, Cincinnati did what they had to do. They beat their uh, best remaining opponent. SMU came in with an eight and two record. And I, I had called it out. I said, you know, that could be that, that could be a trap game for Cincy. Maybe SMU gets this done for us and clears up the picture. Um, and Cincinnati just came in and did what they had to do. Because yeah. they, uh, they again, handed a big loss uh, to, to SMU on Saturday. And that game also never much of a contest. So uh, the, the picture's becoming clearer. 
uh, you know, there's not a lot of variables left. The only thing that could happen right now is I think Ohio State, uh, if they were to falter against Michigan coming up in rivalry weekend, that could really mess with the board. Yeah. Um, but that seems to be the largest remaining variable here. Now that Oregon is gone, you've removed one and uh, and you've got it down to really five teams. Michigan State's gone. Now it's just Michigan and the aforementioned four. Um, and those are really your only candidates for the playoffs. So it'll be really interesting just seeing what happens here. Uh, I personally want Alabama to lose like most of the world. <laughs> I think and well, what would be really interesting is if Alabama did win. I still think we would probably at that point be like Alabama's probably actually the third best. Yeah. Like even if they're ranked number one, if they beat Georgia. Yeah. I think either way, like I said, either way, SEC champion yeah. one and then the person to lose that or the team lose that game goes to the three. Yeah. And then they're the not crazy gonna, thing. Since he is not getting. Yeah. No, uh, no. Maybe, maybe if Alabama were to lose, let's say by 10. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's a seven to 10 point margin, maybe they slide Alabama back to four and they yeah. give Cincinnati the three. That makes sense. But, um, but if it's a close game, ew. which means if Georgia were to lose to Bama, I'm just envisioning a Ohio State Georgia two oh, three matchup. Let's go. And that would be very good. But and that's as, what I want the national championship. I know. And well, which I mean, is the thing is like as good as Georgia has been, I think Ohio State right now is the hottest team in football. Yeah. College football. Yeah. And and I and I said this last week, you know, this might have been off air when we as we were traveling, but I, I said Ohio State, we the Ducks played them at the right time. That was a yeah. young team that did not did not know what it was going to do. If Oregon would have won, it would have made their win look a lot better. Oh, yeah. Because now Ohio State is just going through and demolishing everybody. Yeah, and I, which I is the it, first thing I thought of when you when you brought up the score and I pulled right. up the game, I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, and and genuinely here, you know, this goes to and it will just briefly touch on before we move uh, move on, but uh, this goes to the brilliant scheduling that the SEC does because they play big name opponents in the first three weeks, and if you're going to catch a team on its heels, it's going to be in the first three weeks when they're still discovering a lot of that identity, and I hope that. The Pac-12 has seen that over the years. I feel like Cristobal has because he scheduled that game. Uh, you know, it, I'm, well, he didn't schedule that game. VAD scheduled that game, but with the influence of uh, you know <clears throat> of the head coach, um, uh, scheduled that game, and I think Oregon has learned that. It'll be interesting to see if other teams begin to do it even more so within the Pac-12 because most of the Pac-12 plays relative cupcake games and maybe yeah. a another power five mediocre to lesser opponent in the first three weeks uh, of their schedule. And uh, it would be really incredible to see them start taking on a big name and then trying to run the gauntlet through uh, the Pac-12, which we, we know is mediocre. Um, it's not yeah. great as, as a conference. It's usually in the bottom two of the power five. So, uh, but yeah, it, it'll, it'll be really interesting. Uh, really quick to touch on college football. Not surprising. Wake Forest lost to Clemson. Yeah, that's another thing we, we talked we about. We called that one out. Uh, and I, Wake Forest is who we thought they were. Um, no hate on the Demon Deacons, who still have one of the dopest names left in college football. Yep. Um, but uh, they they definitely did not deserve to be in that top 10 ranking. Uh, Clemson, by the way, they finish up next week. Uh, they still end up in the years finish. a three-loss team. Yeah, I mean, we, it, what started out as a death march, <laughs> seemingly, and, and let's remember, they only lost by three to Georgia. They are Georgia's toughest opponent of the year yep. to date. 
um, you know, that awful 10 to seven game at the beginning of the season. So, uh, yeah, college football has gone through some highs and lows this year. It'll be really interesting to see how the next two weeks end up and, uh, and how all this stuff goes down. Uh, moving on to what happened yesterday in the world of football. Um, I don't want to talk about it. We're, we're going to talk about yours in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I do want to touch on a couple of really close games yesterday Real that quick, were though, awesome. Monday Night Football, we were watching it right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit the Monday <clears throat> Night at, Football. Uh, the Bucks are at the eight-yard line, first and goal. It's up, up 17 to 10 on the Giants. and looks like they're going to potentially punch it in. What's the time on the clock? Oh, it's eight minutes and 20 seconds left in okay. the third. Is this so is this first drive uh, out of the gate? No, no, Giants so. got the ball to start the second half. I think half. Giants yeah, got the ball did. to start the second half. No one scored in the second half yet, um, but the uh, the Bucks are just marching down the field. I don't know. And the Giants are throwing up some costly penalties here. I know you guys were doing left. stuff earlier, but uh, Tom Brady has thrown an interception in this game, or should I say he threw the ball straight at Mike Evans and it deflected off his chest pad and went up in the air, and Bradbury got it and almost ran it in. Uh, ah. Set up the only touchdown the Giants have so far. Mm. Uh, Which was a big man touchdown, by the way. Yeah. Let's oh, go. yes. If you have not seen the big man touchdown, you need to go. Uh, big man Brady is being pressured. I, th- I believe Thomas is the backup or uh, tackle for uh, the Giants. Third and goal the at the Giants five. Let's see. Yeah, what. I saw that pressure. Yeah. Dude, Brady ran like a mile behind. Line of well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get started on this pack, uh, Packers Vikings. Let me know what happens uh, yep. as we're approaching third uh, third down there. The uh, Packers Vikings game yesterday, uh, three scores in the final minutes. That was one of the more entertaining games. It was awesome. We were at lunch yesterday, and yeah. I had it up on my phone. So uh, did I. We were we were hanging out with a couple friends, one of them a Packer fan, and uh, he's kind of like leaning over the table watching the game on my phone. I'd forgot he was a Packer fan and he was trying to hold it in. Um but he was very obviously invested like I would be. Oh what just happened? Oh, Mike Evans just scored. Oh, and there goes Grant's fantasy week. Dang it. <laughs> Oops. He needed Mike Evans to not touch the football for the rest of this game. And I needed the Bucks kicker to kick a bunch of field goals. As Jameson is aware, so, I need like 70 points. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about that. I had a, <laughs> one of the best fantasy weeks I've had maybe ever. I, I did <sighs> not. And we, you guys will laugh at the hilarity of what I had to deal with this week. Because uh, there was a few people who went off. Uh, but in that game yesterday, the Packers, Vikings, uh, you, you saw these three scores happen real quick. It was just bang, bang, bang. And the Vikings did something they never do. Uh, they won. With a game-ending field goal. <laughs> Kirk they Cousins drove the ball down the field like he usually does. I'm giving Kirk the credit here. Sure. And set it up for his kicker. And uh, Joseph actually put the ball between the uprights. And the Vikings uh, get the win against the pack. Uh, the clock hits triple zero. Yeah. Five, they're 5-5 five and five now. Uh, Matt LaFleur does not lose to divisional opponents either. No, he does not. Is pretty, I think they had only lost once. But to be to fair, when your divisional opponents are the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Um, all that often, anyway. Uh, Packers do have the easiest road to the playoffs most of the time. Yes, they do. Um, but uh, no, the the Vikings uh, get it done. Uh, bring up 500. They're now uh, tied for, the, I believe it's eighth place their, with the 49 This was their second the game NFC. against the Vikings, right? Uh, I don't know if there's a second one. I haven't. I didn't look back on their schedule. I'm just curious we if can, they have to play them again or not. Yeah, I we think check they have to play them again later. Maybe it's the Bears. I think they're done playing. 
well, the I don't, I don't remember. Whatever. But either way, it was it was a well played game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have his best day. Uh, Kirk had a very good game. Devonta Adams had a great game. Devonta Adams did have a great game. Uh, yeah, like and he was the one points. that I scored. against them. Sucked. He was the one that scored the uh, touchdown right around the two marker just above it. Yep. Uh, it was a Justin 75 Justin Jefferson also did yarder. really well. Yeah, that was Justin a game of, well, game of wide receivers. Uh, yes. He had like 100 yards at halftime. Let's talk about all these guys I had to play in fantasy football yesterday. I, um, it, was, it sucked. I played. I had Jefferson and played against Adams. So I. it was kind of a yeah. bittersweet. Yeah. Well, they, they, what happened was the Packers, though, scored with that at about 209, I think is what the marker was, um, on a big play. It was a 75-yarder, uh, just broken defensive play. And I went, okay, that's good that they tied the game, but you just gave Cousins 210 on the clock uh, with the two-minute warning. I think they had two timeouts. Uh, yeah, two timeouts as well. And I went, uh-oh. Um, is Kirk Cousins about to Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers? And he definitely did. Uh, you he know, Tom Brady did Aaron Rodgers. Mm, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. No, I know, but I'm just saying, but it's, it's the rule. Bro, how many times is it on your Facebook? Yeah, but don't give the ball to Tom Brady. Yes, but the time also, on the clock. also Tom Brady. Tom the Brady com- gets the touchdown more often than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, anyway, it's, I'm just saying it sure. happens. Yes. So it, no Kirk drives the ball down the field. They get it done. Um, you know, and what's interesting to me about this is we were already starting to write off the Vikings when they hit three and five. We were like, uh oh. Well, they, <laughs> bye bye year. They started the season one and three, I believe. Yeah. I mean, and, and but when you get down to that fifth loss, they were also I mean, all it, by like one score, single right. digit. Well, yeah, yeah. they lost and some you, heartbreakers. The Cardinals loss. Um, yep. they Cardinals had, they, they, they had one more loss that would Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, was, that was yeah. pretty brutal. It was that an OT. I think that was an OT. Bengals win at an OT. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was when that was, that was when the first game of the year. Not score, yeah. So right. yeah, they obviously a lot of their games they lost were not like these blowout losses. They were heartbreaking losses. One score losses come but down to the you final play. See them stack up. You're like, uh-oh. yeah, they have all the talent, at least right. offensively. Offensively, uh, offensively, they have three of the yeah, better weapons. Their defense is pretty getting pretty up there in age, though. Yeah, like, that is, no, it's totally true. It's a patchwork defense. I mean, you have, uh, yeah, you have Patrick Peterson playing corner for you. Like, just came off the IR. Just came off of IR. He's already that old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Harrison Smith is still a, a good player, but he's not great. I don't think anymore. I think he's still a good player. And, Solid player. and genuinely, like when we looked when we looked at that team in our, our preview this year, we knew that defense was a problem. They were older. It seemed like they were patching things together. And we talked about how that was going to be the issue. And it has definitely been the sure. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it still was the issue this week. Uh, you yep. they, they win the game 34 um, 31. You're not going to win a lot of games in the NFL, allowing the other team to, to score 31 points. Um, but that was just an interesting win. Uh, certainly puts things. On the line for the Vikings as they travel to San Francisco this week to also face a red-hot 49er team. And I say red-hot because they beat, we know, the this Rams team last week. Yeah. And then they got there. they got a cupcake this week uh, against the Jaguars, but did not allow that to be a trap game at all. Didn't take the foot off the gas. Uh, defense did a heck of a job there. Outside of a garbage time uh, touchdown, that was 30-3 to late in the fourth. Um, so... I, you know, that'll be a key matchup this next week. Something certainly I'll be paying a lot of attention to, um, but it, it's going to be, I think, uh, one of the games of the week there for Fox uh, on Sunday afternoon. Also, yesterday was definitely the game of the week. Last night, uh, I'm texting some friends. We're getting into it. We're getting into a discussion because uh, the fourth quarter of Sunday night football 
was fire. Absolute the fire. Steelers scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. Yes, they did. <laughs> and 27 they lost. <laughs> and they lost. That's the more impressive thing is they lost so, after scoring 27 remember, how points. How much time was left on the clock when Mike Williams got, walked, essentially walked in? Uh, hit the hit the button there. Right, let's like, get the times like on that. Play I, by play. I, if you go to game, like I'm just curious, yeah, like how gamecast. Sorry, because that'll give us uh, scores. Uh, the last night, actually, well, actually, you can watch it right here. Play right here. This, this, two, two minutes. Two thirteen. He's running it in. Yeah. Two so two ten, two oh nine. Yep. Yeah. Same as okay. same. By the way, that's the exact same time as that uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, to Devonta Adams uh, throw. This. If you were watching the game last night and you saw that Mike Williams massive score from uh, Justin Herbert, easiest throw and catch maybe on the day. Um, there was a clearly better block, though right there. I don't know if you catch that. Yeah, you'll see it again here. One of the best. I saw that highlighted on Twitter too. If, if Eckler doesn't hit that chip block, oh, fantastic block by Eckler. Yeah, but fantastic the, overall uh, game. Yeah. But the I, corner I also had him this week. Uh, the corner, and I'm forgetting who uh, who from the uh, Steelers was on Mike Williams on that play. Let's see. But uh, genuinely, dude bites on Keenan Allen, gets scared, and relies on his safety help, which is sitting t- closer to the middle hash than uh, the outside, and just burns his teammate. Uh, you see him crash is underneath right there. Number twenty. Number 20. I, I'm not good with the Steelers roster. Yeah, no, that's I, totally fair. My only guess would have been Joe Hayden. I, I do know. I do know that they are on, on the back of a backup situation right yeah, now. That secondary is out, and you know they're missing some guys. It out. was. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yes, they were, and that was our very good friend Brittany, uh, the the massive Steelers fan, texted me that last night. She goes, "I miss Minka right now," <laughs> uh, right after that play. But, uh, yeah, you just saw the defensive miscue that led to that. But Herbert certainly taking advantage of a defense uh, that is not whole. Uh, when we were doing Pick'em last week, uh, we noted that T.J. Watt would not be playing, uh, obviously. And uh, that was a deciding factor in the Pick'em, uh, I know, from both me and Jameson. Uh, T.J. Watt makes that team or that defense run. And uh, him not being in the game, Herbert had a wild stand in the pocket on several plays and was able to just pick apart. Uh, the Pittsburgh defense uh, to the tune of 41 points. Uh, we're going to get some stats on him later. Eckler ends up with four total touchdowns in this game, uh, but the blow after blow, I, I mean, all credit to Pittsburgh for coming back. They had a blocked punt in the fourth quarter for a scoop and score. Um, had some big plays. Ben played arguably his best game of the season. albeit he did most of that in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, Najee Harris, by the way, did go out with a concussion in this game. Something to watch. Uh, especially if you're an owner like me, um, had a, a decent game up to that point. Uh, Deontay Johnson had one of his better games of the year. I had him in my flex, so I was happy with that yeah. one. Uh, broke 100 yards on seven catches with a touchdown. Uh, as I, I watched him make some great grabs. There was a, there was an amazing uh, catch and go by Claypool, uh, who has been a massive disappointment uh, fantasy-wise uh, for those of us who like held on to him for He's a while. Crybaby. Uh, he can cry harder. <laughs> he uh, well, they all cried last night. Um, Keenan Allen, uh, by the way, if you're watching that game, just play to play to play. Uh, we talk about route running uh, on uh, here every now and then. We we dedicated one of our rundowns to route running. Uh, he was unbelievable last night, and yeah. I know again he was beaten up on a on a hurt Steelers secondary, dude. There was two or three different times where he just flat out 
left a corner who was seven yards off of him at the start of a play oh, in the dust. I miss, must have missed Incredible this. Watch. Just real quick. Looks like uh, Vita Vea picked off Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that did happen in this game, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I just saw that. If you're you aware, uh, Vita Vea uh, on the north side of 300 pounds. As a big guy. Yeah. Uh, so big guys having fun on Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, we, got a, we got a big uh, offensive lineman touchdown. We got Vita Vea uh, intercepting a pass. Wait, he might have scored. They're in the end zone celebrating. I don't. No, no, that was the celebration afterwards. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was the that was the rundown that defensive do, defenses do these days. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I I made the remark on Roethlisberger, and I wanted to touch on that before we left. I this was he what was that two forty five. That was that two forty five uh, three and two. And, uh, well, yeah, when you take sacks out of it, he threw for two seventy three. Yeah, threw for two seventy three. I'll I'll give him that one. Um, and uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And uh, he comes out of the game. I, I mean, looking good, and and it's not an easy defense uh, by any stretch. Anytime uh, a Bosa is running after you in the backfield, uh, it's going to be a bit of a iffy night. And uh, certainly, he did get his. By the way, because he essentially ended the game uh, as the Steelers were trying to come back and score one more time after that Mike Williams uh, long touchdown. There, um, I think he put him in a fourth and forever. Um, uh, on these two back-to-back plays, and just beat down on Ben. There was no chance there, but yeah, I re- good on them for the, it, it. Was a great fourth. It quarter, is such though. a bummer that great I can't TV. really watch Sunday Night Football games anymore. Not you really. I do record. I, I, I well, I can't. I can't re- record. I don't have an option to record them. I just oh, stream that's them. Sad. So I can't. But I was really bummed to miss this one. Um, obviously I watched I, the recap and yeah, the second I, half. Yeah, obviously yeah. I went on YouTube because they they put the recaps up, you know, one minute after the game. Yeah. Um, so I watched it, but I was still just like, man, I wish I, I just missed, I just missed the Sunday night. It was the Sunday night games. It was just, vibe they're always just night. fun. It was pretty. For some reason, fun. the Sunday night games are always just more fun. Yeah. Well, they uh, we'll come back to football in just a moment. Uh, the Blazers this last week um found a way. Uh, to start winning games, uh, just play at home. That's all they need to do. Uh, they improved this last week to eight and one at home. Uh, they are one and seven on the road. And that only loss was the season home opener against the Kings. Yes, where uh, Harrison Barnes looked like Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh, we were like, wow, I hate myself for not drafting this guy <laughs> on fantasy. But uh, yeah, he, I, or, sorry, the Blazers, I just smoked three games in a row at home. Uh, I mean, playing some of their best ball of the year uh, so far. Yeah, uh, didn't week. didn't hurt at all that Dame finally found his stride there. Uh, he was the NBA Player of the Week this last yep. week. I'm just looking pulling it up right now. Yeah, he uh, averaged, the team was three. The the team was three and last yep. week. Uh, he averaged 28.3 points a game, 8.3 assists, and was perfect at the line last yes, week. Yes, he was. Um, which had been an issue. Yes, uh, it had so been. far this season. Yeah, he was uh, averaging 3.7 three pointers a game. Yeah. You want to round up? That's four, right? He in in genuinely like Which I will. his percentage. <laughs> uh, his percentages all the way around were much better. Um, looks like that abdomen strain that he was suffering from early on in the year uh, has at least subsided. Yeah, so. and, and he uh, got his season high last week at thirty nine points yeah. against yeah. the Sixers. Mm-hmm. So he also had a couple blocks in the last game against the, uh, the Sixers. That was pretty fun. We also in that stretch had our best win of the season against the Bulls. I yeah, I yeah, that was a good go. win. Like that. Uh, I that just got to remind us they didn't have Vuk. 
Um, so he's out with COVID. Um, but the and, and I say that just to give the Bulls credit because what they're starting five right now, they are yeah, they're fire. Money. Um, but uh, I no, he Dame played a great week. Uh, even made up for a bad McCollum night the other night. Uh, Blazers are uh, underway right now uh, against the Nuggets. We'll give you some. Or no, we'll that's tomorrow. Those. Yeah. Oh, is that tomorrow? Yeah, I just looked it up because I was. Yeah, it is tomorrow at seven. How did I miss that? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Sometimes my NBA app does this thing where I pull it up and it's like a day behind or a day ahead for whatever reason. So oh. yeah, but we. Yeah. Oh, you were totally right. That's yeah. my bad. But well, and, I was and looking then, forward to watching that. And then, so and then it's and then Good. the Kings Kings on Wednesday. So we have two. We have back to backers. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, uh, speaking of wax, the Bulls got waxed today. Did oh, they? Yeah. Well, yeah. Who are they uh, playing? They lost to the Pacers. They only put up seventy-seven points. It was one hundred nine to seventy-seven. Ooh, yeah. Oh, oh I just saw the that. Pacers aren't great. For those of you that don't know basketball, if you don't, if you put up seventy-seven points, you are going to lose. You, you are hundred percent. They lose. shot twenty-one percent from three. 36% from the field. So it was one of those nights. Uh, Only 13 assists to the Pacers' 27 assists. Here so. you go. That is not uh, winning basketball. Here's, here's the uh, score by quarters. Um, for you NBA fans, you will understand this uh, especially. But uh, 16 in the first, got a respectable 30 in the second, then 15 in the third, 16 in the fourth. Now, to be fair, Pretty they're brutal. also missing, like Caruso didn't play today either. Mm. And they still okay. don't have Vucevic, so they're, I guess they're dinged up. But still, I mean, Lonzo didn't have a good game at all. Uh, he didn't actually score. Um, wow, he didn't score at all. No, in twenty five wow. minutes, it must have been a blowout because they had their bench out there for solid. Okay, minutes. yeah, I mean, oh yeah, sense. they did. Yeah, they um, got they had Brown out there yeah. for thirty. Anytime minutes. you have Derek Jones Jr. playing almost nineteen minutes, you know it's a blowout. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, take notes there, Blazers. Oops, um. But no, it's been awesome to see though. Blazers have uh, seemingly found the stride. I uh, what will really Currently put six six tied tied for six at nine and eight. What's going to put them uh, to the test is they've got a uh, uh, they've got one more home game here, and then they're going on a three game road trip. Um, and uh, be great to see them win some games on the road. Uh, get some confidence out there. They've not played great defense on the road, and that that's been the struggle so far. So uh, I mean, no, I'm seeing good on them. Seeing the Warriors on Friday. Yep, yep. We got some big ones coming up. Um, also this weekend uh, to touch on some more local sports. Uh, the Timbers won their first playoff game. Woo! Uh, they beat uh, fifth seed Minnesota in Portland a Sunday three one. I got to watch uh, about half of this game. Because uh, the 49ers had a, the early game there with the Jaguars, so I was listening to the broadcast in and out. I yeah, I, I don't think I got the game, or if I did, I wasn't. It didn't look very hard. Uh, well, the I was I was using Jame, Jameson's uh, favorite Reddit streams, um, and uh, Timbers Timbers <laughs> can, were down. Can, can you one say nothing? that? What? Yeah. Can you say that legally on? Hundred percent. Come after me. Allegedly, allegedly, he watched it. Sure. No, I was doing he it. Allegedly, um, <laughs> watched it fine. on Reddit. Fine lawyer, Grant. We're good. Uh, but the the Timbers were down one nothing all the way up until the forty third minute in the first half, um, and then they went. It was multiple times. Ended up with these corner kicks, um, and uh, coming in uh, east west, and finally, uh, after one of the corner kicks failed, um, I think it was uh, Blanco got the ball out on the left side, kicks it up one more time, kind of lobs it in, and Mabiola. 
uh, with the, I mean, the dude's always the tallest guy out there. Oh, yeah. um, drops one in uh, off the side of his head and uh, beat the keeper in the corner. Uh, that was pretty was awesome. Was a beaut. It, it, pretty awesome. And then uh, in the second half, after it's tied 1-1, Sergio Blanco uh, scores two goals, one of which was disgustingly awesome. Uh, dude gets a pass uh, just over the half and then couple dribbles sidesteps this dude and they just gave him space and he was like okay this is what i do and takes the long shot and he hits just the inside of the near post and doinks it in i mean it was probably a solid 25 30 yards i mean it was it was a gorgeous shot um and i i i've seen him do that a lot and they sail and so even to just see it close i was like oh it's not high and then it goes in i was like no way like just you know, because the dude takes for every one that he makes, he genuinely takes like twenty five to thirty of those. He does, and so to the, see that the, one, the, 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 the announcers on the radio were going nuts. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, it it, it was, really it was. was cool. If you haven't seen the highlight already, I encourage you to go check it out on YouTube. I it was it was one of the better. Go on, go on their social second media. best shot of the year. Yeah, uh, if you go on, your, on their on their social media, they have it on there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, go to go to the Timbers. Uh, check them on Instagram. Follow them throughout the playoffs. Uh, they've got a follow up game. One of the cool things uh, that uh, the MLS is doing is trying to capitalize on holidays, and so um, they actually have to go play Colorado, the one seed uh, who nobody thought was going to be in that position on uh, Thanksgiving Day. So if you're uh, bored in one of these games, we're going to talk about here in just a moment. Uh, it happens to be a blowout. Go check out the Timbers. Um, if uh, if you've never been to a Timbers game and you get the opportunity, whether it's in the playoffs or next year, I encourage everybody to go. I've and never been. If you're a first timer, man, you got to do the army. You got to go yeah. hang out with the army. All of my best friends, they're lose all your mind in there. They're, so they have a, they have a, a tradition. So they've gone to I can't tell you how many games they've gone to, but they have they've gone to maybe like seven or eight okay. games, and they've been to like one or two. At at at, uh, at Timber Stadium, they always go to Seattle and yell at the at the Sounders fans <laughs> and laugh at them when the Timbers win. They to to them it's worth so much more, even if they lose. But for the ones that they win, it is oh, worth so much more to drive four hours up to Seattle, stay overnight in a hotel, and then get to make fun of Sounders fans as they leave their own stadium. <laughs> they love doing it, and they do it every year. I know they don't listen to the podcast because they're not actually good friends of mine because they're 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 not supportive friends. But that's what they do. And it's awesome. And they always they always enjoy it, but they've never invited I mean, me. I had a great so. time going to Yankee Stadium and watching the Red Sox. Yeah, win yeah, this year. It's, it's fun. It's that same thing. I, I wasn't gonna yell at random New Yorkers oh, they do uh, about the Yankees. And they do it without I drinking. Choose they just life. <laughs> and so they do it without like drinking. Like they just Sure. And they just yell at yell at the, at the Sounders fans. Also, Seattle's them. still the only only city that I've been chased back to my car in. Oh uh, yeah, from fans. M- M- Mariners. Was there a Mariners, Mariners game? Fans. Yeah, that's weird. Because uh, Mariners there may fans have, been have some no adult beverages have been been consumed Mariners by at least one of those guys. Had no, re- no business yelling at other other fans. No, especially in a season where they finished with a clearly <laughs> sub five hundred record and uh, the Red they Sox have no won business. the World Series. But uh, <laughs> they have no business doing that. <laughs> it was, they might have some now. I, I, nope, still don't have it, bro. I, they, okay, I just they won more in, games in the regular season than the Braves did. Okay, in the playoffs. That I'm just saying. In the playoffs? They have something to Zero. say. They have something to say. They have something to say. They say, next year, we're going <laughs> to make the playoffs. That's what they say. Hey, we won 90 games, uh, okay? Yeah. 
you're you're right. You did. Okay, just let me have that. You, I'm not letting you have ninety games. No, you're games. not. No, you're not. You're like I'm in the playoffs. I'm just playoffs. saying you have nothing to say until you actually are in the flipping playoffs. <laughs> like you just don't. No talkie talkie until you're in the playoffs. At least. Why can't you let me enjoy something? Okay. I, Obviously, the Mariners are the best team in Seattle right now. So can you just let me have that, <laughs> please? You've been heard. You've been heard. Thank you. No, it was. It was, uh, has been good to see uh, the Timbers playing well, though. Uh, they did come into the playoffs as the four seed, uh, so but they've got a tough uh, test uh, this week against Colorado. I will definitely be tuning into that game and uh, be cheering them on uh, from uh, my sister's house over in Bend. We're celebrating this week. Um, I want to check in with Monday Night Football. Yeah. So uh, we, it, before we go down to stat of the week, man, the Giants are like not wanting themselves to win. It is second and twenty-one <laughs> um, at their own forty-yard line. It is twenty-seven to ten. Oh, Bucks. Okay. All right. Uh, Bucks are able to score a field goal. Well, that one's. Oh, uh, how much time in the fourth quarter? Uh, this is the last play of the third quarter. They just oh, ended. last play of the third. Oh, there's a flag. So it's and it's on the Giants, of course. Most likely because it was a little <laughs> out pass, so probably some sort of holding or. And then we'll see. Mm, let's go illegal motion. I'm going to bet see. illegal motion. Oh, it's coming up. White hat guy's coming up. Blocking the back offense. Oh, yep. oh yeah, yeah. Blocking the back. That makes yep. sense. Stinking receivers don't know how to block. What yep. are they doing out there? Well, okay. I, 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 I don't know about this rule. Does the quarter have to end on an actual play or can the quarter end on a, on a flag? Quarter can end on a flag. Okay. The game I, cannot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. I, unless the, yeah, depending on the penalty, but. Okay. Uh, but the quarter can end. Boom! On fourth it. quarter. So uh, the Giants are going to lose. Uh, we'll we'll check in to see the final score. I'm only down by three. Bit. So if the Bucks can score a, a field goal, oh yeah, I could win. Yeah, I mean and, they are going to run I mean, the ball a I mean, lot. My, Mike Evans quarter, has to so. not do anything else. Yeah, and but, you, well, you could get four points if the field goes far enough. So you yes. just need to cross your fingers, buddy. Yes, maybe it's not over yet. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we got some awesome stats of the week. Uh, I've got two that came from the NFL that I am super excited about. Um, the aforementioned uh, Justin Herbert had himself a Herbie. night to remember. And I'm going to jump right to mine. And I'll let uh, you guys butt in if you got anything to add here. Um, let me pull up mine real quick. The Justin Herbert is the first quarterback in the history of the NFL. No, no. That's the stat. The first quarterback. The first quarterback in the history of the NFL to throw for 350 yards and rush for 90 in a single game. No quarterback in 101 years had reached that stat line until this Sunday night. I watched him take off on multiple runs. Really? That dude looked awesome. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like the games that Lamar surpasses 300, he's not really running. Yeah. He's like two. True. He usually throws for 220 and 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. No, it's totally fair. And and I mean, and you think, I mean, other guys would have the potential to do it. Certainly Steve Young would have Steve had the potential Young. to do it. I, I'm honestly a little surprised it never happened. I'd be curious as to what his the most passing yards were when he approached 100 yards. Because he had a, for a while, he held the record on 100-yard rushing games uh, as a quarterback. I could have almost seen like uh, those first couple Eagles seasons for Carson Wentz. I could have almost seen one of those because he you'd, gets that scramble action. You'd he think Falcons quite. Vic. Yeah, certainly. I mean, because he had the arm. I mean, if he, if, not the accuracy, but he had the arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if he had enough plays in the game, sure. Uh, that that was another name that ran through my head. Uh, honestly, wouldn't have been shocked. Cam Newton. Uh, 
if MVP Cam Newton, I feel like that would have been a guess if you would have said one wow. other person did this. I would have said uh, Cam Newton. Uh, he would have made my top seven. Yeah, because because yeah. MVP Cam Newton also did throw for a lot of yards. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if Aaron Rodgers was on the list. Like I know that I know ninety yards would have been nuts. Yeah. But I'm just thinking in a stretch, high scoring game, he could have done it. You know, also wouldn't have been shocked Russ? if Russ. Yeah, I was gonna say Russ, Russ early in his career ran all yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, People forget that. And when the 49ers didn't have a defensive line, he ran a lot, and it was bad. Anyway, uh, that was pretty stinking impressive. I mean, NFL history there. Uh, super cool. Um, also, I get to brag on one of my 49ers today. Uh, there is only one NFL player so far this season with 10 sacks and 15 tackles for loss, and that is the one and only Nick Bosa. Miles Garrett doesn't have that? No. Uh, really? And if you're unaware think on the tackle for loss stat, for defensive player of the year, it could be. So, you know, his team does um, it, that he's going to need a little bit of help. But uh, no, if you're unaware of the tackle for loss stat, um, that is any line or any tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Um, so usually those are coming in the form of a running back um, being hit behind the line. I, I watched that Jaguars offensive line is, not good. <laughs> we'll just yeah. put it nice. The fact that the Niners had three sacks only on the day, uh, two of which did come from Bosa, um, and uh, I, it was genuinely just Trevor Lawrence actually did a nice job uh, moving around, and uh, I think that dude's just running for his life, but he's getting better at it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty... I, was, I watched the whole game on recap last night. One of the beautiful things about Sunday Ticket is you just get every play and in, in uh, from the game, most of them were 30 minutes or less just because of how long NFL games go. But I watched that one in 27 minutes. My wife's watching a show. She started her show at the same time as I started this. And, uh, and I got done. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Can we watch something else? You, the game is over? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, why don't you just watch football that way? <laughs> She's like, you just watch literally like how many games? And I just sat there and did the math. I was like, probably six <laughs> in yeah. the amount of time that I watch a normal one. And she's just like, why, why don't you do that? I was like, the anticipation. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to take <laughs> away that whole experience, you know. Um, and and genuinely, I almost do watch it that way because I'm I'm a recorder. I don't I don't yeah. I don't watch commercials. Like uh, outside of the Super Bowl, maybe some playoff games for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah I, don't I don't watch, really I don't watch playoff games. I can't record any games because I I know that I'll see scores. I'm kind of that way too. I, I'd like, rather keep up with what's going on, even if I can't watch the game, than like try to not, and then go watch the recap later. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of a James. Like I I I'm not I'm not as disciplined in my re- not watching if I'm recording because on on Hulu you can that's why I would do it. You you can record up to a certain amount of games, um. Yeah. But I I'm not dis that disciplined. And then like not being able to watch because I have so many notifications, push notifications, ESPN, fantasy, uh, the NFL app. And like, I'd have to come in and turn them all off. And then I want to turn it back on at the start of the week. I'm stuff like that. So, so to me, what you guys are saying is a little bit of a hot take because I am clearly a recorder. You guys know this about me. I, yeah. I record games and go home. I can't talk to you about football on Sunday. No, I'm well, depending on the week we do. The 49ers have a lot of 10 a.m. Games yeah. this year here on the West coast in West coast time. So, uh, that's been a bit of a pain in the butt, if I'm being honest. Um, but no, I am. I record all of them, and then I go home and and watch. Yeah. Uh, I did not have the opportunity to record the Fortnite Jaguars uh, because of my 
TV setup, my situation at home. Um, so I was checking in on it, but once it went up to 17, uh, three or whatever, it was 17, nothing, I think something like that. I can't remember now. I was like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. So I just checked in on it and then watched it at lunch until, uh, I, it was completely determined and then switched over to that, um, Vikings Packers. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that that's me. So I was, but I was, uh, super pumped about both of those stats of the week. Um, if you are watching that race for defensive player of the year, certainly Miles Garrett's in it. I did, I did say at the beginning of of, of this season, and I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back real quick. Nick Bosa is gonna get a sack a week, and right now we're ten games in, ten sacks. Yeah. I did not expect the fifteen tackles for loss. That dude is just, I mean, twenty five tackles behind the line of scrimmage. That's good for any one season, yeah. and yeah, so and he's got seven to go. So if we're looking at. At stat leaders in terms of sacks. Seven games ago, sorry. Sacks right now. Miles Garrett is leading with 13. Yep. TJ Watts at 12 and a half. I mean, he's also missed games, so that kind of shows how no, impressive yeah. that is for T- TJ. If TJ Watt was whole, he'd he probably would, have 14, He would probably right be my, my favorite for um, defense player of the year. Uh, and then a couple tied for third. Hassan Reddick from the Panthers at 10 and a half. Matthew Judon at 10 and a half. And then we have a bunch of 10s here. Nick Bosa is one of them. Is Chandler Jones at 10? Chandler Jones is at eight. Oh wow! So he hadn't gotten any since that five, that that big five. Yeah. Sacks so he had game. he had that five sacks for like four or five weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, he I, did I, not. He got, he got at least two this I, week. Because I checked. Yeah, I think he had. I think he had two. Two. two I, I watched a lot of that Seahawks game while I was listening to um, the I didn't. Timbers. So <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. I did. Yeah. Well, I watched, yeah. I watched I work, your team. I work. I work on Sundays, so a lot of times <laughs> I have stuff I have to do, and if it's a loss like that, I'm like, I need to. Focus on uh, something more <laughs> important. I need to be in a good headspace. Um, yeah. For what it's worth, I, I, I was like, man, I kind of hope the Seahawks win just for the helping sake. you guys out. Yeah, just for the sake of that. Yeah, I'm, for you, the I'm, Rams. I'm, I'm, yeah. I listened to your. You podcast. were very torn. I know. It, it, yeah. because, like, like personal we, interest. I need. Yeah. I need that. But most years doesn't matter. The, you know, Cardinals yeah. aren't in it, uh, but they are dominating right now. And uh, so, yeah, I get that. But yeah, so that's what we're looking at in terms of, um, and it's. I mean, my prediction is Miles Garrett for defense. I mean, for a while there, he had huge separation. He had like almost four sacks above everybody else. But it, but it's interesting. I, I say he's going to need some help from that team. Uh, they barely beat oh, the sure. Lions this week, uh, 13-10. And the Browns are playing ugly. I mean, it's They're, ugly. Yeah. That team is just... It's but, 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 but here's my argument with like he needs help from that team because... We've seen, and I know that Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald, but even when they didn't make the playoffs, he was still one defensive player of the year. But that's because he was just so I, and much I understand, better. And I understand that. I don't that, think Miles Garrett is that. I don't think for defensive player, it matters as much of how good your team is. I, in, in I terms think after the winning record, I think yeah. that. But if they go out in the well, first round, or if they even don't even make the playoffs, but say they go 10 and, what is it now, yeah, snack, cause, 7. Because I've been arguing the point about, um, and, and we're, let's take a moment and just the MVP thing. Because we were just a, yeah. talking about baseball MVPs this last year or this last week, and you know, Otani won it, won it for the, the AL. And, the, yeah. and I have a huge issue with this: that a team that does not make the playoffs holds the MVP. This is actually the fourth time the Angels have gotten the MVP without making the, the playoffs. The last time they were in the playoffs was pre was it when they won? Trout. Was it? Was it when they won in two thousand two? No, they hadn't made the playoffs since then. But I, I mean, thought it was, it was pre-Mike Trout. So, well, I, okay, I'm just saying, they, but Mike, Mike Trout's got three. 
And in none of those seasons had the Angels made the playoffs. I have a huge problem with that. I can't How can speak you be valuable baseball. when your team isn't? I can't speak on baseball. Oh, okay. I feel more they strongly about 14. that. I feel more strongly about that in like basketball because a single player has so much more impact on a roster in basketball in, in comparison. Base, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, in yes. football, everybody that wins an MVP is a quarterback well, for a winning team because of the value that they have in comparison to everybody else. It's the most valuable position ever Yeah, on any sport. Um, but in the NBA, uh, like the season that Russell Westbrook won it, uh, they were like the sixth seed and everyone was like, well, he got the triple double and that's really the only reason why he's winning MVP right now. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. I again, I don't do baseball that well, so I I can't really speak to so, like when you have that many positions and you have that many players and they don't necessarily impact like individually the way that one basketball like LeBron, yeah. for example. Well, because it, it shows because I mean they have now they just have now two MVPs on their on their on their team, and I mean what was the record? I think they they were under 500 it was bad they were under 500 they were they yeah. were not a great third team third place in the division third place in the division only cuz the texas rangers are that much worse so yeah they're a bad team they only won i think 40 50 games but i i i i do like it's like i mean you have to understand how impressive otani's season was i i'm i'm not taking away from otani like i when you look at otani's stats uh, i i know, I know that there was a couple stats i know there's there a couple stats that he was a little actually pretty not great at all no and i mean what First, you can you can call out his average. That that's what it was. His average is not that great. Two sixty, two fifty four, two fifty four. Okay, so he had that, yeah. but he had the stolen bases that were good. Yeah, he. So this year, his his stat line was uh, he had one hundred and thirty eight hits. That's not that great. Um, he had forty six home runs. Uh, he did have, but eight. if you okay, but if you think of how many hits he had, how many home runs? Sure, like like that like that's a efficient in terms of what he oh yeah more got than out of his i hits. mean more than one out of every three hits was was a home run i mean like, that, that's, that's impressive a, don't get me wrong so i but, I, I know you're thinking I, that you know, i mean the baseball isn't... stats which i i know pretty stinking well yeah for uh he was third in the league with home runs at 46 he only had 100 rbis uh not even in the top 10 yep. um and then he did have 26 stolen bases yeah, that was which is good. impressive but then he got caught stealing 10 times, which he led the league in. Right. Um, so he took off 30s, at least 36 times there. Um, he had almost 100 walks, which is a pretty stinking big number. Uh, yeah, they didn't tripling want to touch him. His, uh, any single season previous total by him. They did not want to touch but him. But he struck out 189 yeah. times. Yeah. That is also uh, was towards the top in the league. Um, I... I I shot a screenshot of this and sent it to Levi uh, because one of the uh, the best hitter on my Red Sox uh, is Rafael Devers, who had literally almost no uh, MVP votes, and uh, Red Sox were two games away from the World Series. Uh, his stat line, in, in comparison, 165 hits, scored over 100 runs, um, had 37 doubles to Otani's 26. Tony he had a hit, lot of triples, right? He had eight. Yeah. Okay, okay. He did lead the league or the AL, um, at least. Um, he had thirty-eight home runs and one hundred and thirteen RBIs. So less home runs, but more RBIs. Uh, he doesn't steal a lot of bases. <laughs> Five. He's not a super fast guy. What? But what were, what his was average pitching. Uh, he was nine and two on the year. That is what makes him a unicorn. I get that, and you have to factor in. I get all that crud. Yeah. But uh, but on a just batting average. Uh, Devers had 279. He also struck out 45 times less than Otani. 
and he's not even getting votes. And and this is an everyday third uh, third baseman. Um, and uh, you know, again, a guy that put his team two uh, wins away from World Series and had some amazing clutch hits this year as well. Um, and was a driving force in the playoffs. So you look at all that stuff, and I just go, I I get that Otani pitches, and I get the value of that. Starting pitchers in MLB make quarterback money. That's that's the yep. way that goes. I get it. But at nine and two, and then going and hitting good, really good, uh, well, but only two, at a two fifty seven clip well, and striking I, I out one hundred ninety times. Well, because I think a lot of dude. it, a lot of it, the at the beginning, of, like before the All Star break, he was on another level of playing, and and I think a lot yeah. of that, a lot of that, because after the All Star break, he slowed down a little bit. Yeah, and and he and, got walked a lot in the got, second half. They took the, yeah. a lot, they threw a lot of pitches outside, made him chase stuff. I get it. That's what you do to good hitters. Barry Bonds fought through that for years. Yeah, uh, you you watch you know hitters like so. I think that the reason uh, Ortiz he, and Jeter and all those guys fight through that crud. He, he the reason that I think he got the MVP was because of how phenomenal that first half was, and that that, that momentum for a lot of people that they just said they had that, and they're sure. like this was so good, and they kind of because he slowed down because some of that adjustments. I think is how good it was carried that in the voters' minds. And and, and I get it. it. MLB, I understand why the he won. MLB does what they do this is a it's a it's a writer's fueled mess is what the mlb is when it comes to awards i mean i also have a hard time with bryce harper getting it and not even hitting a home 100 home runs i understand he had a a really good batting average he's a phenomenal defender all that stuff on the nl side um but didn't even have 100 rbis i can't remember the last guy that won the mvp um and uh, uh you know somebody who's batting every day and didn't have 100 rbis but um, so genuinely like just looking at that is it, it, a little ridiculous. So I think we need to translate that over into other sports though. When you're looking at, uh, the NFL, um, usually offensive player of the year is going to be a quarterback. Uh, they also attract the most statistics because they touch the ball the most like a pitcher in baseball. Um, in, and I think there is something to be said that it is a little different for defensive players, um, in the NFL. What I more so mean from the uh, the standpoint in my comment about uh, helping or getting some help from his team is the dude's going to take on double and triple teams uh, unless, you know, anybody can help him out. Um, look at Clowney's numbers. Yeah, that's what I'm I guarantee up. you they're not great. Oh, I sh- I'm, sh- and, I'm sure uh, they're not. Clowney, Clowney, you can hold back one-on-one. Um, so that's giving the chip and the double team constantly over to Garrett. Uh, I watch, you know, He's as I'm watching... three and a half sacks. Yeah. I'm watching all these 49er games. Bosa takes a chip every stinking play. Every play, a tight end hits him before he gets up to a tackle. Uh, there is a running back waiting for him on the other side of a tackle. Constantly, you are worried about Bosa when you play the 49ers. Um, and they run in basically uh, either Armstead or two other guys on the other side uh, all the time. Uh, I forget how you say the dude that came over from the Rams. I always say his name wrong. Sub- yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'll say it again. Ebucam. Ebucam. So you just ignore that S? There's an S there. Isn't there? There's no S. Am I thinking of the wrong guy? Okay. Ebucam, there's no S there. It's E-B-U-K-A-M. All right. Note to all listeners. Matt took a lot of medication this last week. And would like I mean, to apologize no, 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 no. for Matt the comments. Dumb stuff. It's uh, not him. Making. He says the dumb stuff. I can't stuff. remember his first name, but he, maybe he yeah. had like a first initial that <laughs> you saw somewhere. I don't know. Oh, maybe this is his first initial. Anyway. Um, yeah, because his first name is They run Samson, him. They run Arden Key. 
uh, or they're running Armstead on the other side. You run Armstead on the outside, then you got a little bit of a problem, and you might need to consider where you want to put the double. Ah. But um, irregardless, Mike Evans making another. Mike, Mike Evans making another catch. I mean, he's at up to seventeen points. <laughs> well, the uh, it'll be interesting to see though. Uh, again, I, I I about Miles Garrett and to see where the sacks end up. Those are some great sack numbers. I I want to also look at weeks, you know, that that 17th game and see how that impacts uh, these numbers and how much more significant. We've already hit 20 sacks multiple times in the NFL with just 16 games. Yep. Uh, I'm curious to see how high these numbers go. I'm just curious to see what it looks like from a yards perspective for quarterbacks and all this different stuff and uh, how much that extra opportunity helps elevate an individual player when it comes to winning those awards. Cooper Cup's going to break 2K. That's... Is that what you're hoping for? That's, that's my it hope. Happen. I, even though Good. we got creamed by the Niners, I was like, okay, Cooper Cup got his, so we still on pace. That was <laughs> is, that was is the, that like, the thing I took away. Is that like besides this, like if you if they don't win the Super Bowl, but he gets that, and you're still going to be really oh, happy? That, I would be ecstatic. If yeah. we if we lost in the first round of the playoffs, but Cooper Cup had 2,000 yards receiving in the regular season, yeah. I would be like, kidding me. Yeah. I mean, if he, if, he if he's able to do it in 16 games and put himself in Calvin Johnson territory, that's pretty dope. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And he's having the year. I mean, he could he could very well he's do it. He's projected to do it. I think he's projected to do it. Again, interesting to see well, how at, he at least break the record. From, at least break uh, Calvin Johnson's record. He's projected he was, to do he that. He was projected to like be literally like exactly the same number yeah. when they first did the projection. Okay. But I think that included the seventeenth week. So yeah. They, well, that's what I'm saying. In sixteen games, it'll be interesting to see. Also, really interesting will be how you guys the say or uh, sorry how the Rams come back from uh, their bye week. Um, and see if Bay. they recoup against Green Bay. I, I can tell you this: Green Bay's defense looked great against uh, Seattle, not so good against not the Vikings. So um, and uh, certainly the passing attack uh, that the Rams possess, and maybe some extra time with Odell in practice. Uh, I know Robert Woods is out, but uh, it could make some difference for them. And I do and, think that the uh, Packers just lost an offensive lineman as well. Uh, oh, did they? Getting his name, but yeah, I think it was interior. Uh, yeah. I want to say yep. it was number 74. I can't remember, though. I'll I find just, out I tomorrow. I was scrolling through. Find out so. tomorrow on Pat McAfee's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so I will go listen to that one, and, and I'm sure he will uh, uh, He will give us a status but yeah, update it, on it's, that. It's also been a weird, before we get through the rest of our stats and start wrapping things up, it has been a weird few weeks with like all of those top teams losing, it, it basically yeah. except the Cardinals. So it's like everybody's still kind of well, in the same I, boat. I, I, I know really it's in our notes, losses. but like there's no like team. Well, it's, I have the Bills coming out of the AFC, and now I'm like, dude, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, dark horse is, playoff Colts. There is no like team that's like this is the team to you, beat. You don't. You don't. Honestly, right hear, now, it's the Chiefs. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, uh, that's the AFC, hot. Is it in the AFC? This is a team we wrote off a month ago. A month. We yeah, didn't. but lots changed in a month. Yeah, I I know I didn't. We didn't. I, I, but I'm I saying said they weren't playing collectively. Great. NFL writers went bye bye. Well, yeah, because games they want to, because because they're the Chiefs. His yeah. stuff. Pat I mean, had a, one really good game last week. Yes, and he's and, just kind of been okay. And then and mediocrity against bro, the Cowboys like, this week. He had eight points. That's what I'm looking at right I now. I know you and don't got to tell me. In, I wouldn't be in the situation. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm I don't like think any to... of us trust the Titans at this point. The Browns <laughs> are not it. You, nope. The Bills are not really doing it either. Wait for it though. You're almost there. You're almost there. You say the Ravens? What my Colts? No, <laughs> my you, dark horse Colts. My, your dark horse Colts. 
which I'm in I agreement mean, they, with. Hey, I, I was I, in agreement. Another waxing. No, no, you, you're missing hey, one hey, very obvious team. You, yes, we are. The Chargers. The Texans are not eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> <laughs> so mathematically, they still have a chance. I think the best team in the AFC today is the New England Patriots. Oh well, yeah. You're five <laughs> wins in a I row. Still don't, I still don't know. Oh, so here's one of my stats. Winner takes all game. I don't know. They have know won five in a take... row. Here's a wild side. They've won five, five in a row, and they have outscored opponents by 125 points. They've also played some very horrible teams. Oh, yeah, they have. Bro. I just don't know. But 125 points 125 is a lot. 125 points. It's a lot of points. To me, it comes down to if the Chiefs are scoring, I don't see them keeping pace with anybody. Uh, They're not a very dynamic team. Yep. They're not. But Belichick breaks you down. And, yeah. and 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 is is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? Yes, but is Bill Belichick the greatest? Nathan coach Peterman. Of all time? Yes. Nathan Peterman, greatest. Oh coach. my gosh! Also a great uh, NFL memes account. Um, <laughs> I Nathan do, Peterman fans only. I, That's a good one. I do have my stat, and then I'll pass it to you for yours, Grant. Yeah, hit it. Um, I I have a, I'm on a bit of a time crunch, so I want to get through some of this stuff. Yeah. Um. So mine is another NFL stat shocker. Um, but going back to that Vikings Packers game. Okay, good. Something about me. Uh, Cousins has Kirk Cousins is, has twenty five career games with at least three hundred passing yards and three touchdown passes, which surpasses Aaron Rodgers, which would be twenty four games for the second most uh, by a quarterback in his first ten seasons in NFL history. The only quarterback that has more. You guys want to guess? Derek Carr. I don't know. It's a Hall of Famer that has. More. Oh, okay. I, I was I was guessing oh. some like. Abs- Someone I wouldn't oh, think of. Man. It'll make sense when I say it. Is it Marino? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, he, and he has, yeah. and yep. it's only 26. So okay. he has one fewer mm. games of such I'm going to blow production. one hole through that stat, though. Where was Aaron Rodgers sitting for the first several years of his career? Because Aaron Rodgers got that number oh, yeah. in six years. That's what that means. Hey, I'm not yeah. saying that's wrong. <laughs> that's that is impressive as crud, though. I mean, when you compare he's him so, to like people every quarterback ever, yeah. and then put him he's, there, he is he's efficient. Clearly, the, still the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. He's very. Uh, he's he also very... has some of those games where he just implodes on himself. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But no, he, he, he decides to play. I mean, he's like, no, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna instead of like you know shoot myself in the foot, I'm just gonna cut the foot off. <laughs> he's that's only thrown he two picks this year. Yeah. That's good. He's like, I, I don't what, know. What, I don't what know if he hit 20. Downs? I think he's 20 to 2, literally. Wow. His number is now better than Brady. Here, I'm going to pull it up. That That is better than Brady's stats. Uh, Brady just threw, I believe, his third one tonight, technically. Again. 21 and 2. Yeah. So, but Brady's up probably in the 24, 25 range for touchdowns now. Brady. After tonight. Probably. I actually think he's probably... Over so I don't now. think it's gonna. Yeah, oh, twenty-seven. Yeah. He's twenty-seven and three and seven, seven. Yeah, yeah. he's he's had oh, a few of those. He had, the, he had that really bad. That's right. He yep. had the two, had the three pick game. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And this probably is not including what's going on tonight. Probably not. It probably because I'm on ESPN. I don't know if it updates it. It should have updated. It should yeah. update in real time. Yeah, there. it should update in real time. Oh, on ESPN it does. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so. twenty-seven and seven. Okay. Dang. I mean, twenty-seven touchdowns. That's insane. Question. I'm, yeah, well, that's insanity. I mean, all they really do is throw the ball there. So, well, I don't know, but I have Leonard Fournette, and he gets his. Well, yeah, but he gets his on catch. He has like four catches in the first quarter. Well, actually, today, unless unless the Pro morning, Football uh, database, which doesn't usually happen in real time, he has twenty seven to seven okay. as, as far as this is concerned. Right. So he might check those stats. But he tomorrow. has he has 
tonight he has two touchdowns and a pick. pick. So, so, he, so he could be 20, 29 and 8? Potentially. Yeah, on here it right says now. he's only played nine games, so yeah. Oh, yeah, be. okay. There we go. Yeah, so 29, 29 and 8. Currently. Yep. Dang. Uh, could hit 30. <laughs> there is... How much time is left in this game? I'm pulling it up. Uh, of course it's... Of course, it's not saying if it's uber garbage time, they might not even have him. I think there's like row. Eight, they're not going to risk him getting showing smashed. some graphic of career total. Who's his backup? There's six minutes, six minutes and 42 seconds left. Mm, in the I game. don't even know. All right, let me get to my stat. Hit it. What do you got? Okay, so my stat is about some insanity that happened um, in from a specific Colts player um, that happened. So the Colts, smile at me. the Colts have found a formula to win. And it revolves around this man, Jonathan Taylor. And it revolves around him hitting 100 yards a game. Okay. So, I have this. This is from SportingNews.com. It says, since arriving in the NFL, Taylor has rushed for at least 100 yards nine times and has scored at least one touchdown in each of those games. The Colts are a perfect 9-0 and in those games. So, Ooh. when he gets 100 yards and a touchdown, they are 9-0. and And they are 7-9 and when he doesn't hit 100 yards. I think uh, I saw something this fact, year. In yeah. fact, but I got more. In fact, they've won every game in which Taylor has rushed for at least 80 yards, so even lowering that number, and they're 11-5 and five when Taylor scores a rushing touchdown. Um, I think that, I just think, just maybe, that um, Mr. Reich needs to uh, look at that stat. But this is not, I got even more. And do whatever he has this to do. This is not new to the NFL. When he hits 100, year, and when he was in college in Wisconsin, they were 26-6. and six. When he hit 100 rushing yards. Yeah. I, I will say, I, I actually watch a lot of Wisconsin football, uh, primarily because they are a 9 a.m. team, uh, West Coast. And so they're, they're on all the time <laughs> yeah, on Saturday mornings. Yeah, wake, we do a little wake-up football. Um, I will say that that is Wisconsin's normal record. You remember that Wisconsin has put out running back and offensive oh, yeah. lineman yep. year after year that's after their, year. That's so tw- hearing 26 and six over the course of his career makes a lot of sense there. In Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so this is a trend that he has continued. So that is pretty impressive though. I mean, a perfect nine and oh with a hundred plus and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and it Frank just Reich, shows. Feed the man. Okay. Don't do it well, when Jameson's playing me in fantasy football, <laughs> but feed the man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think you, that, that was the, that is the Colts formula to win highest yeah. scoring fantasy player ever. Six. Was with John? Yeah, that game he had uh, was the in, sixth it's in this article oh, ever. Man. Somebody should drop whatever the top ten is. Uh, we should. I was that. just listening to a podcast on the way. It had. Uh, I know Sean Alexander was in there. Yep. Jamal Charles was in there. Doesn't Calvin uh, have the? Okay, so here. Three and three. Okay, so I think Jerry Rice was like, close. Okay, by running Jerry back. Jerry Rice was in okay. real fantasy football. So here we go. That's when they were writing crud down. Number one is Clinton. Uh, Clinton, Clinton Portis, Portis was number, number one. Number one. Yeah. Number two is Alvin Kamara last year, that Christmas game. Oh, my gosh. Number that th- ended people. And like, Ty- it literally ended people. Okay, for some reason, this number is... Oh. Uh, and then Sean Alexander is number three with 0. 0.1, yeah. point, 0.1 point less than him at 53.1. Corey Dillon, 51.6. Jamal yep, Charles, 51.5. Doug Martin, 51.2. Oh, Dougie. And then number six is Jonathan Taylor at 50.4. My good buddy Kyle made such a living off of Doug Martin for, for quite a of quite a few My boy Sean there. Alexander right there. Uh, so, three. true story, I beat somebody on Alvin Kamara week last year. Oh, yeah. I beat that guy. On- <laughs> yeah, did, did you guys remember that he got, that he got so fined so much money for wearing mismatching cleats? <laughs> yep. Like, like a, a red and green cleats. And he got, that, 
that was championship week, and I beat a dude that had really? Alvin Kamara in the championship. I would be very That upset. was uh, my, uh, yeah, my league that I started last year. I put some alternative stuff Oh, my stuff gosh. Into. I remember when he, yeah, it wait, was wait, wait, hilarious. When Alvin Kamara responded to that fine, he was like, he said something about like, yep, the Grinch is trying to steal Christmas or something like that. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty good. That was good. Well, I wanted to get into our Would You Rathers. I'm actually going to ask them to you guys this week. Um, I just got a couple quick ones. Uh, we'll do our fantasy update um, before we get out of here. Um, but the real quick, we're going to go back to the uh, college football stuff. Have uh, Would you rather have your college football team beat their rival or have them lose and play in the college football playoff as the four seed versus Georgia. I know that's a big scenario, but I think we can all digest that because we're Duck and Beaver fans. This, this, in this is room. easy for me. All right. Would would you rather get the win against the Beavers or lose to the Beavers and have to play Georgia in the first round of the playoff? Probably the second one because, honestly, beating the Beavers is kind of meaningless to me. They beat them all the time for the most part. It's kind of like a whatever. I'm not surprised if they do. So I'd, I'd take... I'd take lose to them and play. play yeah, Georgia. but imagine losing to the Beavers. But but we, <laughs> we number, can't imagine bro, it because it happened recently. It, it happened True. last year, right? Wasn't it last year? I think it was the year before. But but even if we lose them, we're still going to be ranked number. All at, I'm saying at the fourth seed in, against Georgia. I'm, I think I think as a Duck fan, the playoff is so important to us because 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 here's the thing. I've noticed that Beaver fans have this. Like blind hatred to duck fans that yes. duck fans just don't care because they're kind of oh, no, the, it's the irrelevance. I, I see yeah. more upset people on my timelines and social media when the ducks have a bad game just out of nowhere. I like see, the people won't talk, and then all of a sudden Dude, the ducks I see lose. So, I see so many, and then it's just like the ducks are horrible. We have the terrible coach, or we have a terrible quarterback, no, or you I lose to the, the Beavers. Hey, that's how we started this world. podcast, Dude, Dude, Exactly. I see you. So, so I see when the ducks we didn't know lose. about losing. We don't care if we lose, bro. The 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 ducks live in beavers' heads rent free. Every time that the <laughs> that the ducks lose, they parade like they just won the Super Bowl. We're all at the red carpet, like I, yeah, let's go. The, the ducks suck. Oh, it like, is a civil war, and I don't get me wrong. I want the nope, ducks rivalry to game. Absolutely win this game, but I I think the playoffs. Are more. Uh, so you'd rather really, just get destroyed beavers, on national beavers TV? Fans. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'd rather have an opportunity. <laughs> Because I thought it was going to happen once this year, and then it didn't. And so I would rather, I just, I, I think also too, and I think we can under, all understand this Pac-12 fans, we want the Pac-12 to be relevant, and it's just not right. And I, 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 that, that's something I desire for the conference. I want my, my team to matter. <laughs> like, yeah. I get, and, and I guess and maybe that's putting cart before horse. And it doesn't matter if we beat the, the Beavers. bottom half of the Pac-12, but like when, you're, when you are the one or the two regularly in this conference, um, you know, and this would be three years in a row for the Ducks um, if they if they are able to beat Utah in the second matchup. Um, dang it, do we want to get over the hump? You know, we want to be back. There. Yeah, it was, cause absolutely. Remember, do you, I mean, we all remember what Jameis Winston did last time that Mariota was in the playoff with the yeah. Ducks. I mean, that was one of the funnest days that I have had so much as, fun. as a Dude, sports fan, pass. especially a Duck fan. <laughs> the backwards is incredible. <laughs> Um, so good. I mean, that was so much so fun. So good. I remember losing my mind during that game. Just I had a whole bunch of people in my house. It was so much fun. I remember like the exact movement. Uh, For some reason, that moment of him that backwards pass. Yeah, I can see it right now. Like, like dodging to the side and then 
uh, and like looked like a falling and I can't get up I, commercial. I w- actually Colby and I were in in my living room watching that. Yeah, one? it was me and Colby, and then we had a bunch of buddies over, and we were 2004, all just four, 15, 14? 15. Yeah, because 15, he got drafted. Because because yeah. James got drafted that year too. Yeah, and fifteen. I would but, rather be the Ducks. I, I knew. I knew this. I knew this. We were going to say. Now it would be different because <laughs> I don't free Jameson. I don't. I don't care about college football like that. If it was, yeah, would I you rather it. beat the Seahawks or play the Buccaneers in the first round of the yeah. playoffs? Like I would rather play the Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs as a Rams fan because I just care way more. But I don't really care about college football like that. So in the same go line bees. of thinking, I go to the next question: Would you rather get the number one pick in the NFL draft or have your team miss the playoffs barely and pick at fifteen? Well, so, see, here's the thing about being a Rams fan and having picks. <laughs> <laughs> As the expert, I mean, explain I mean, to us, Jameson. I mean, genuinely think about it, though. I mean, it's it's the same end result okay, for okay. all of us, so, right? So, okay, so does this have to... If we get the number one pick, does that mean being a dumpster fire? Or does that... That's clearly what that means. But okay. either way, you're missing the playoffs and it doesn't matter, to right? To me, it also matters the sport. Well, we're going NFL. Okay. So we're, uh, yeah, yes, I, because if you're talking NBA, it's a lottery and who cares? Pl- but Barely and get pick 15. You'd rather you'd rather I, I have a too. mediocre year and, and miss the playoffs? Yeah, I would, I would too. Just because, at, especially if it was my Rams team right now, like if you uh, get the uh, number, if you end up getting the number one pick, if there were well, if there was a fifteen, like if I get a mid first round pick still with like a a team that was like yeah. average or underperformed, that's like, more valuable. I'll than, take that any day than, of the than week. A, maybe a because maybe not a great player on a garbage team. Yeah, because if you're tra- like if you're the Lions and you get a number one pick, what's that going to do for you? I get yep. that. I get I probably was side on the on miss the playoffs barely because if I mean, it was I had basketball. A fun... That's a different story. Yes. I would take the number one pick because it's instant impact. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yep. And and I I think that while number one impacts can or number one uh, picks in the NFL draft not can for the Blazers hit, though because uh, Greg Oden existed. Yeah. Well, well we just we just suck it. when we when we're in that spot we just that get, one. You know, we make all the wrong decisions. <laughs> all the wrong decisions. Uh, speaking of team that shouldn't have uh, draft picks, uh, the Blazers. Um, but and they usually don't. Um, no, I get that one. I uh, since it's Thanksgiving week, uh, I've had this conversation mm. recently with Jameson, so we're gonna we're gonna bring uh, Grant into it. Would you rather have dark or white meat? Well, I want to hear your guys's discussion. So first. Jameson has first a theory on turkey. Go okay, for it. so turkey is the worst poultry, just period. Okay, I love Thanksgiving turkey. Don't get me wrong; it's not like it's bad. I would just rather have. I think chicken is a far superior meat. I think most other poultry is better than turkey. I eat turkey all the time. Literally have frozen ground turkey because I'm a maniac in my freezer and I eat it every day. I have a lot in my freezer. But is it ground turkey, Matt? Yes. Okay. Turkey is also, in my opinion, the worst, unless it's like leftover Thanksgiving turkey, then it's a better sandwich. But just turkey sandwiches, not those are, that's a subpar sandwich. I would well, have wait, wait, wait. Are you talking like deli turkey? Now, like with sandwiches, just a turkey sandwich. But 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 again, he's saying that de- he's saying he'd rather the only deli turkey chicken. sandwich. The only turkey sandwich I want to have is what came off of the Thanksgiving turkey the day before. Because like if I okay, you know, so those thick okay. cuts of like turkey. I understand bread. some of the frustration. I don't. I don't actually enjoy like like uh, cold cut chicken meat. Yeah, me either. Or really. Sandwich. Me either. Really. Not my thing. Ch- I'd not really a, a sandwich. Meat. You see it around but, a lot. I'm now as a as like a if it's chicken breast sandwich, like I can get yeah, with that. Yeah, I so eat chicken. So I, and, and I Grant knows I eat chicken all the time. Yeah. That's the we same go do fast thing food with, or whatever. Go get a burger. Yeah, I will usually choose chicken. choose chicken. Exactly. Yeah. So 
I, I would rather the frustration. take chicken over turkey any day. I still like it. It's just the worst bird. So well, I understand some of the frustration because. By the way, duck's worse. I, I, I've never had duck. No, so duck I can't, is a delicacy. I've duck never had delicious. duck, so I can't speak on that Man. because I can maybe count on one or one or two occasions where like I have had good turkey. Like like I've had like it's pretty good, but it's so hard to get right. It's so finicky it's, because like I've. I can't tell times it's just dry. T- turkey's just dry. It's it. It's it, so hard to do. You can work it like like my wife and I have, have made turkey so it. many times. Bro, all yeah, over you, the place. And we 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 go you hard on this stuff. You have to kill the thing the day of for it to like to, <laughs> to guarantee that it could brutal. be brutal. We bait like the the one we just but I will made, say the one we just made was like okay. It was yeah. okay. It wasn't bad, but it was okay. But like, and we babied the crud out of that. I was basing that bad boy. Here is where turkey wins. I basted it so much. Here is where turkey wins. Smoked turkey, I love smoked or or fried turkey. Deep, fried turkey deep is fried? very yeah, it's yeah. very very we're, juicy. We're smoking very one delicious. this week and cooking one. My so, yeah, yeah, we're doing we two. So if a turkey can hit the highs that it's supposed to, it wins. I think it's still a blander meat, but that's what makes it so good for Thanksgiving because you're piling everything on that plate, and it's right. like yeah. it's like I mean, it in, goes in, with everything. And what serial killer doesn't put gravy on that meat anyway? Yeah. Right. You yeah, like, stuffing, seriously. you got mashed potatoes, you got gravy, I do understand this you plan, got your sauces. I, there, and, I, I've, I remember so distinctly when I've had like a phenomenal turkey and I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yes, I, yeah. I remember and the that good high, one. I also take a bite sure. of ham and I'm like, oh, this and is so that, juicy and delicious. And that mountain. Oh, honey maple ham. And that mountain, talking. to me, the two maybe experiences I've had. I've The turkey is, is elite. The turkey is elite. High-end turkey. And elite. I have used that winner. experience and lived up that experience, even though it has costed me because I've had very like, average bad turkey. Good turkey doesn't... I, I kind of agree with the perspective because good turkey is just good. It's not yeah. great. Where you can like home run chicken regularly. It's yeah. just easier yeah. I could go get, get a Costco good. rotisserie chicken. And, and they're that's great. Good, and they're better great. than most of the turkeys. Yes. That uh, you're not wrong. Hours saving over. He just 100%. converted us. No, no. That was, that, that was pretty I'm good. I'm still taking you're turkey a strong on case. the... The per- the chance that it could hit, no, on, because on, to me that on the one day a year for too, sure, but because to me that mountaintop is too good. Yeah, I get it. Now turkey is a sacred bird. Like I'm not eating anything other than like ham yeah. when it comes to Thanksgiving stuff. Okay, Don't get it wrong. That being said, when it comes to the would you rather, I'm taking the dark meat any day of the week because because, because you get. Yeah. But I do like. But yeah. but anyway, the question is white. Or dark meat. I like dark meat more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I'm the only white meat person. That's fine. Well, when my when white meat's You're done only, really well, it's also like on par for me. It's like the same, but it's Matt's harder a, to screw racist. up dark meat just because it's yeah. juicier. This just in. Yeah. And I, plus, I love turkey legs. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. We we did that was on the one we just did. That was a huge bird, and the turkey leg was pretty pretty. Decent. I didn't have any of it. I was kind of bummed. It was actually pretty. They were massive. I mean. Yeah. Dude, we couldn't fit it in anything. It was pretty incredible. All right. uh, we want to hit uh, just a couple quick things. Yep. And uh, we're saying goodbye to Grant right now. Yeah, I, has, I had some plans come up, so I got I to gotta go. Appreciate you guys. We'll get your pickums from you. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll text them. I'll look at it. Yeah, and I'll text it's in the guys. doc, so you grab it. Yeah. Um, appreciate you guys. See you guys later. Yep. Take it easy. And I, as we're finishing up, I, I I'm gonna let Jameson make fun of me uh, from a fantasy perspective because I got toasted. Oh, I didn't want to gloat, but since you bring since it up. you almost scored 200 points, real quick, my final message: Fire Pete Carroll. Oh yeah, we were gonna <laughs> talk about drop, that. Mike drop. <laughs> he came back into the room to pick up the mic and say, "Fire Pete Carroll." So <laughs> that actually makes me pretty happy. 
Do you remember? Do you remember? You remember? Um, uh, like what was it three weeks ago, a month ago, when he went off on uh, Seahawk fans? Yeah, for being fair weather. Yeah, and then he just said fire the coach. Yeah, a month. Well, later. I mean, I agree with him. We said the same thing when <laughs> we made fun of Grant and the Seahawks, and then also said Pete Carroll needs to go. Yeah, that's true. We we agree, we agree with I that. Appreciate Pete Carroll for a decade of excellence. You appreciate, and he's done. This time has come. I, I really hope that you guys could hear him yelling. I think I think there were some tears involved there, but they were on the inside. They were on the inside. <laughs> he's still yelling at us. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me, let's. It was pretty bad. You did smoke me the, in our church. I'm league. trying to think of a week of fantasy that I've had with at least just yeah. for a singular. Well, I had team to come back a little up. bit tonight. It, it shouldn't be as near. It, it was about. I was. You did have it like this is. You had a week that would be like, I would take any day of the week because I yeah. know it would be How, a. Well, I have um, Jefferson on this team. Right now, you have 156.78. Oh, shoot. Okay, so this is only like a 30-point win for you then. Which is crazy because you had 157 <laughs> points, basically. So I probably had the second highest score in the league. Um, Yeah, I, I would probably. imagine. It probably did. But uh, but I did. I So here's my thing. This is, I wanted to tell the story. Oh, yeah. If podcast. you would have played anybody else, you would have won by 30 points. Okay. So I, that makes me feel not bad at all. And I think I was in second place uh, going into that. So it's cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I had to play Jonathan Taylor in two leagues this week. That's tough. I had to play, I had to play Jonathan Taylor in two weeks, uh, two leagues. Uh, my good buddy Todd, um, and, uh, and a shout out to him cause he does, uh, listen in, uh, pretty regularly. Uh, Todd, uh, caught me, uh, right on the chin. I had a bad week with quarterbacking. I had Mahomes this week. Um, I started Corey Davis instead of uh, his teammate, Elijah Moore. Uh, that was a mistake. And uh, didn't have a great week with Wilson from the 49ers, uh, who definitely underperformed all that. Uh, Todd ended up getting me 148 to... F- I, I have, cannot tell you the last time this happened. I scored exactly 100 points. Huh? Like point zero zero. I cannot see remember that. I started Miami's defense across the board against the Jets, so I grabbed five off that. But I had Indy sitting on the on the bench there. That was a boo boo. Uh, but also uh, in my other league, I had to play. Um, I had to play Jefferson. Uh, I played Jefferson, McCaffrey, and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did have thirty three uh, points in that game. Uh, that was. That was not a lot of fun uh, taking him on. I said he did not have one of his best games. It wasn't like he had a bad game, and don't get me wrong. The dude had almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. Um, but there was there was a few points in the game, and I'm not trying to backtrack hard here, where it was not his best football. Yeah, uh, A couple missed opportunities uh, there, uh, here and there. But uh, yeah, no, that guy having Jefferson, oh man, that really uh, cleaned me. He even got a zero from Arnold. I don't know why he's starting Arnold at tight end. This guy is, um, and I still got smoked. So, but he's got Debo, James Connor, uh, McCaffrey on this team. Got Josh Jacobs. Like he should be doing pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, but he beat me almost the exact same score, one forty eight, one oh seven. I had to start Garoppolo in this league because of Kyler. I also have Hop in this league. Um, uh, 
So uh, the only dude I had uh, do any wrecking here was uh, Joe Mixon, um, 24.3. My next highest score was my kicker at 14. Uh, Boswell is a beast. But I, uh, I actually got kind of lucky because my and my Yahoo leagues, at least, um, my quarterbacks were Lamar and Kyler, and both of them didn't play. Ooh. So in my matchup versus you, I had to play Kirk Cousins, who still had a really good game. He put yeah. up just over 25. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, my running backs <laughs> in that league, um, uh, I have Josh Jacobs on the bench, by the way, because yeah. I'm running three running backs right now in my lineup. Yeah. We only have a single flex in this half point PPR in that and, one. And, uh, I have Jonathan Taylor, I have Austin Eckler and I have Dalvin cook. You flat out wrecked me. <laughs> and for those lineup. of you who aren't paying attention, uh, Taylor had 51, just under 52 points. Eckler had 38 and a half and Dalvin cook had 21. Yeah. So from there, you're pretty much. Well, I mean, come on. I, in, in, in understand people like this is just how bad this is. We both were just massacring here. I, oh yeah. You had Justin I got, Jefferson. Yeah. And I Devonta had Adams. I had 20, 20 plus from Brady Jefferson with 33. Uh, Adams had 27. I had Swift Chubb with 21, had 21 and a half. <laughs> yeah, Chubb with 21 and a half. I had Mike Evans tonight with 17.3. Grant definitely lost, by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I had I had points for days. Um, played the right matchup on defense because I had New Orleans defense, which got smoked by Philly, and then uh, Miami. So I, I beat them out even. Um, but yeah, dude, I, you just you had a perfect storm. Yeah. I don't think I beat you at any one position. No, Brandon Cooks had 2.8 points. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I beat you at one position. Jerry Judy Total. had a bye, and Amari Cooper was out with COVID. So I start Cooks in one league, though. I mean, I get that. I, I've kept him just because I'm like, if there's any guy on the Texans that's going to do yeah. anything, it's probably going to be Brandon Cooks. Well, and it's a good sub for bye week, yeah. uh, usually. And and genuinely, I, if you look back over, the, over, over Cooks' season, I mean, this is a dude that's hitting double digits all the time. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, he's at 17.3. Uh, two weeks before that, 13.4. He started uh, off he the had, season real good. Oh, yeah. 15, 15, 18, 16. Yeah. Then he kind of dropped off. Yeah, he's had some hit and misses since then, but he's also greenlit. Um, well, he had the... He was going I against would, Tennessee, which was first. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. you know, I don't feel as bad about that matchup. Yeah, and it was weird. They just... Um, their defense is what kept them in that game. Uh, yeah. Tannehill threw four picks in that game. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, one one spotlight for me that was nice is um, I have been uh, stating every week that I keep losing in basketball. I took down our good friend, Brittany, uh, massacred Brittany, actually, in basketball this week. I scored a uh, season high for a team in total points. Uh, Thanks for that, by the way. I'm now sole possession of first place. You are very welcome. Just remember that next time you play me with freaking Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> um, no, I I did have a I had a really good week. That was that was a lot of fun. I uh, I was paying a lot of attention to basketball. It helped. I got uh, LeBron back on the books for me this now week. Now suspended against New York. Yes, a stupid turd. Um, I'm losing the game from that. Uh, but uh, I was able to get uh, Middleton going again. Um, Siakam again. Uh, so I had I had a nice week overall. LeBron got me fifty two point nine with two games, um, and then I got uh, Siakam with one hundred and thirty five, uh, and I had Brunson 
Uh, Cunningham finally came on. I uh, picked Gabe him Cunningham. up off waivers in one of my ESPN leagues because he Idiot. was still hanging out there. You got to wait on a rookie. What? Oh, that's brutal. You got to so, wait on rookies, people. I, as soon as he had that one game, I don't remember which one it was because he had a triple-double recently. It wasn't yeah. like crazy. I think it was just the other night. But uh, he had another uh, a game where he was like really kind of taking the lead of that team. I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm just going to pick him up now because it's a bad team, good stats uh, situation. The only other guy really that's putting up any stats is Jeremy Grant, who I also have in the league. So, Well, something you can appreciate, though, is I had nine players break 100 this last week. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a fantasy basketball person, you know how that's valuable that is. It's it, When you get the consistency from from players that are performing at that level, pretty nice. It also helps if you get an extra game. I had several players with uh, they got me uh, the fourth game this last week uh, because of a back-to-back uh, scenario, so that was pretty nice, but... Overall, uh, I'm glad to get the basketball win. I am leading the league in points. I'm um, second in points, and I'm in first place. Yeah, and, and I am in eighth is, place. Yeah, and Matt has like a few hundred more points than I do. Yeah, so. I'm I I am smoking people in the points department. So um, I'll be fine. I've been saying that every week. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm getting there. I finally when dropped healthy, a, a couple of uh, matchups in my uh, my ESPN leagues, yeah. mostly due to. LeBron being out, Luca's now also been out. Yeah, I'm still stashing Clay, so I'm I'm waiting for for some stuff to kind of pick back up. Benefited from the Luca uh, being out with Brittany this last week. One of my buddies has a uh, Steph, mm. and he's the only undefeated team in our league, and I only lost to him by fifty five points. Oh, nice! In a week where I didn't have Luca at all, so I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, You're all right. I, we're we're not getting too far behind here, but in in fantasy basketball is a lot like a a baseball season. You you just you understand like you're gonna take some hits here and there, but as long as that squad is solid and your playoff bound, it doesn't happen too much. We lose too many games, uh, and you can't overcome it. Yeah, uh, from a record standpoint, to make the playoffs, you're gonna be fine. You make some investments in a few guys, and if you have to claim and drop some average players along the way just to get just by get an extra game here and there it happens and then as soon as they're back and they're in full swing then you start putting those games together yep and as it is fantasy sports so the same thing with like football and basketball but it has some like real life connotation where it's like teams get hot at yep. the right time of year and if you have those players that are getting hot at the right time of year, your fantasy team's also going to get hot at the right time of year. It's nice. So having guys like LeBron where it's like, okay, now there's going to be a playoff push eventually in the West. Yeah. LeBron's not going to be sitting out any games. He's going to be and doing what he can. Yeah, when you've got a lot more of the high-end playoff potential team players as well, um, I look a lot for that when I'm drafting. Um, you know, I, I'll go through my through a roster. I mean, the there's... Two, I, I got like two players. I don't feel super great about. I did take Cunningham uh, as a rookie. Um, so I just felt like he was gonna do really well on a hopefully mediocre team. Like I'm hopeful that the Pistons put it together and eventually, you know, are at least pushing for a playoff spot. They can get near if they're in the 11 or 12 spot. That's gonna benefit me greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but I took, you know, uh, I took Barton. Um, I, I picked up Brunson uh, from Dallas. They're going to be a playoff team. Middleton, uh, Siakam, uh, uh, Harrell from uh, Washington, LeBron. I thought that Memphis was going to be better than they have been so far, but they'll probably come back around. I mean, they're probably going to be competing they'll for be a the, at least team. that 10-9 yeah, scenario. You know, Lillard, um, Maxi from Philly, uh, which has been a great grab. I was very upset. I tried to 
get him on a waiver in ESPN, and he got scooped right before my waiver claim went through. That's so. been a, that's been a good get. That's been a good get. And then uh, I'm I'm stashing Oladipo right now, who I know is not consistent. If I can get some games out of him, that would be great. Um, Book from uh, Chicago, super glad I got that. I that's going to be a great team. They're going to be making a push. And that dude is steady as can be as a center. So uh, you need those as many big men as you can. Garland, Cole Anthony. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, those things are important. Uh, moving on from fantasy, though, uh, we want to just hit pick them before we wrap the, up the night. Again, Grant will give us his stuff later. I um, want to start out. We're going to do a little bit different this week because uh, uh, we, we mentioned we've got uh, uh, a MLS playoff game. Other sports exist. Other sports exist outside of football. Uh, I can't believe that. Um, eventually, we're going to be doing this with basketball. I know. Are we, we going to do this with baseball? That would be weird. Maybe we'll pick like a series. You'll have a three-game series. Just, yeah, just give me some stuff to watch throughout the week, and I'll try <laughs> to come prepared for baseball because that's not my bag. But. Well, the, um, we, again, we mentioned Portland's playing at Colorado on Thursday. Thanksgiving Day uh, playoff soccer. Um, you know, Colorado is obviously coming in as the favorite. They, uh, they've they had over three weeks off. They are coming in cold, and literally it's going to be cold. I am told there will be snow flurries uh, hitting that field during the game. Portland's coming off a big win at home. Just put up three goals on arrival. Um, and, man, they, they look good. Um, I have no problem playing uh, playing the home uh, <clears throat> the uh, hometown card here and going uh, going Portland uh, winning this game. I actually like them. Uh, I like them two to one. I think is what I'd like to go with here. So, but definitely like Portland. Okay. Um, I'm going to come in this as a very neutral, not knowing anything about either of these two teams. Um, I'm gonna, and this isn't me just wanting to go against you and and not pick portland because i would always be inclined to pick portland um especially based off of what you just explained but i'm gonna say if colorado is uh, a higher seed and is the favorite and if they're playing at home and obviously you know we're not strangers to cold weather and bad weather in oregon but it's obviously different in colorado um and then on top of that it's the home team I think I'll just take the home team who technically is the favorite here. I don't have a dog in the fight really. And if I had to pick one, I would say I would love for Portland to win just because if Portland wins, then we all win. But uh, I'll, I'll take Colorado just cause I, I don't know what I was looking at. I'm just going to go back on my weather claim. It's actually going to be pretty fair weather. Oh, well, I'll uh, still take Colorado. Yeah. Game time is supposed to be mile high, you know, around uh, 57 degrees actually. So not bad at all. Uh, I, they, Thin air, dude, lots of it running. Was, it was 70 degrees in Colorado today. It I was, would trade that any day. It wasn't even here. like, what, 40, 41 here today? I wish I it would have been that nice when we... I mean, it wasn't terrible or... when we were in San Francisco, but... No, it was nice. I mean, I would take that. We had the, like, it got a little chilly, season. that was it. Yeah, but we, it was just like some light sweat yeah. weather, and we had a lot of sun. Yeah. Part. But, uh, no, that's crazy. Um... All right, we'll see what Grant says. I'm sure he's going to pick Portland. I'm sure he's going to say Portland. He's, he's a hometown guy. Uh, big college football game coming up. Uh, massive. Ohio State is playing at Michigan. Uh, I am definitely taking Ohio State. They look terrifying as a, the aforementioned discussion about college football yeah. today. So 
Uh, I will be taking them that one. And I, I honestly think this is a... I don't think it's going to be very close. Hot take. Bye-bye, Jim Harbaugh. Because if you can't win one, I mean, that dude has lost... These are the things that in college game. football get you paid. Yep. And they it, also cost you your job. Yeah. Like, Sean McVay could lose to Kyle Shanahan for the next 10 years and would still have a head coaching job because yep. it's like, okay, like whatever like you if as long as you're still winning football games but in college it's a little bit different yep um and Harbaugh does not have a great track record uh in this regard so um but I'm going to ultimately be the same thing I mean I'm not going to sit here and try to even make a case for Michigan really the only thing they have here is that it's a home game for them and I don't really think that means much with how Ohio State's playing um I, I mean, I even said earlier that I don't know, like, if you're Georgia and you're number two and you're facing Ohio State at number three, I don't like that matchup really for them right now. Oh. Uh, oh, so, I don't like Ohio State playing. So, Ohio State, yeah, I think it's going to be a multiple score game. Uh, yeah, I, I think we would be less surprised if this game was a 20-point win than if it was a three-point win. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I yeah, I, I just, I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, I think Ohio State is just heads and tails uh, better. I will say they're not playing at home, and we do know how much that matters in uh, college yeah. sports, but I still think they're good enough, I agree, to get a double. That's probably the average. one scenario where teams that are ranked as highly as they are that I would not pick the home team. <laughs> Usually I would pick the home team in this scenario. Uh, Oregon Oregon State, this one is at Oregon. Uh, even though my Ducks just got wiped, uh, as you said earlier, and I repeated, um, I am still going to go Oregon here at home. They they have lost this many games. Jameson can see my singular finger <laughs> up in the air um, uh, with Mario Cristobal as head coach at home, and I don't see that change this week. I think they're going to come back from the embarrassment and play pretty stinking ticked off. Uh, this will be their last home game uh, for all the seniors, uh, and I think, uh, I think Dye is going to come. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you're going head or heart today, buddy? Uh, you know, I, I'm obviously going to be rooting for the Beavers. Um, I, I'm looking at the rest of our pickums, and I think we're probably going to be on the same page for all of them. So I'm going to say Oregon State just because. <laughs> but I, I was going to say literally exactly what you said. I mean, we don't usually beat Oregon in Auburn or at, in Auburn in Autzen, anyways. So. I don't like the the Ducks are going to win, but I'm going to pick the Beavers. Uh, you guys are going to be very, very mad coming into this game, uh, which is what I don't want to see. Like, I would have rather you guys beat Utah and then there still be that like potential We're better than you. That, then you guys win. that. Yeah. Play. yeah the, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't see. I mean, I never was really on like the contender duck side of things. I figured they just would have made it because of the fact that, I didn't think they were going to lose the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, you guys are going to win, but I'm going to say Oregon State for the pick. I'm just to get spicy. There you go. There you go. Uh, the toilet bowl of the NFL is happening on Thursday. Uh, the Bears are playing at the Lions. Uh, by the way, Andy this- Dalton is playing at quarterback. Yes, <laughs> as is Tim Boyle currently. Yeah. Uh, I don't even get to watch my boy Jared Goff in this horrible game. I didn't think it could be worse than Jared Goff. It is. um, Is it? I I don't even (laughs) think Boyle hit 100 yards and he threw two picks. It was pretty bad. 
I mean, Jared Goff had like 70 yards the week before and it went to overtime. Um, I'm going to say it. Lion, the Lions are the team that everyone roots for on Thanksgiving. The Lions are The pleased. Lions are going to... Here's, here's my prediction. The Lions are taking this game. It's going to be <laughs> barely... And guess what? Matt Nagy's getting fired on Thanksgiving. He's not even going to make it home on the plane. He's going to get a phone call in the locker room, and it's over. Um, I think that ends Matt Nagy's uh, Chicago career. It would literally be poetic, I think, if, if this is where he goes. And remember, this is the guy who was like, no, uh, we don't need you, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. You're the problem. We're going to go get our guy. I mean, he's not. That he's great. clearly not starting, by the way. Um and uh yeah I I'm I'm calling it Lions get the win this week. See this is why I picked Oregon State. Also Cleo Max not playing. Hey I know. So uh this is why I picked Oregon State because I I had a feeling that you were also gonna make, have this pick and we're pretty much Let's gonna be go. right in the same the rest of the way. Go the Lions are gonna get their first win. We're gonna return back to our early season episodes where we were talking about Nagy on the hot seat. Yes, and then there was some smoke and mirrors with. Uh, couple stupid wins yeah they have the same record by the way as the seahawks <laughs> exactly <laughs> there were some smoke and mirrors in jacksonville and in las vegas kind of drawing our attention away from the fact that matt nagy's not a good coach and um I, I agree i think this is the the week where he's technically the first coach fired because gruden did not get fired um so i think that take integrity will will stay true okay um and I won't really have much to root for in this game, anyways, Lions because it's going to be less, it's right? going to be a horrible game. Oh yeah, um, we're, we're I mean, I'm thinking. Okay, this is how dumb it's going to be. It's going to be like fifteen to twelve. That's how stupid if, if the line. I don't know what the line is, but if the line was like two and a half, I would take the under. I think it's. I think that's what it. Is. Okay. I think the Bears are favored by. Okay, that's that's kind of what I thought. I I would take the under. Yeah, I get it <laughs> because I. I think what was probably going to happen is it's going to be like a one, two point game and whoever, and probably, probably the lions, hopefully might finally win on a game winning field goal. This game ends with a kicker. It <laughs> does. Where, that is where this so, trash football ends. Um, yeah, that's yeah. And <laughs> just like Justin Fields would be enough for me to swing the game. He, like he's shown some really good stuff recently, despite how bad that team really is. Um, but without him, I don't really think there's a chance. Bills. Oh, I'm going to do this one first. Bills at the Saints. This is probably the toughest one on the on the entire pick. Yeah. This is one where I don't know if we're going to line up the same way. Um, I'm honestly going to take the Saints. I don't know if that's where you are also going with this. Where um, my my head is leaning. However, I don't think the Saints are going to do any damage in the playoffs, and I would like the Bills too. I mean, so, yeah, the the Bills are my AFC pick. If I if I want to try to, you know, line up with what I picked at the beginning of the year, which was Tampa Bay and the Bills, I just I don't think the Bills are that good right now. I think I my head is okay. I'm gonna go with the Saints, um, and it's because I genuinely believe that Moore is on the line this week right now for the Saints. They also play well, very well at home. Yeah, um, which is definitely do. the swinging point for me. And for whatever reason, the Bills offense is just sputtering and it's not clicking. It's not there. Um, you know, I have Stephon Diggs and got some garbage time points this last week, um, but it they got massacred 
uh, by the Colts. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was just yeah. like they just took it to them, literally ran it down their throats. Um, and uh, and so that that run defense has given it up, which it was not supposed to be doing that. Pass defense is still okay. Don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, right now, I I just I think the Saints got a lot to play for. Um, they they can think, still be a wild card team. I think they win the coaching battle. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have a hard time with that even right now. Um, this is a very even game. I'm just gonna take the Saints. Forget it. I'm not gonna analyze the credit of this. Uh, yeah, Saints get it. I, obviously, the the home field advantage is a big part of this game. I think. Um, sure. I I do think that this is a part in the season where the Saints have to win this game. Um, yes. There's kind of this cluster in the middle of those not top five teams in the NFC, but everybody else fighting for that like six through those last two wild card spots. Basically, is just a train wreck in there. And I think if they lose, they open up the door for teams like the Niners to really step in. Niners, um, the uh, Vikings are still right the Vi- there. The Vikings are right there as yep. well. So to me, this is a must-win game for them. And obviously, like it's a must-win game for the Bills as as far as like their mentality moving forward. They can still get there without it. Um, but I believe the following week. They have, do they have the Patriots the following week? I know it's coming up soon. Yeah, it is coming. Um, and, and so they need to start putting some wins together. Um, and I, I think they're trending down. The Saints have kind of been up and down recently. And if if all else fails, I really do think that if it's a must-win game scenario, I trust Sean Payton to game plan more than I do for what the Bills coaching staff can do over there. Not that they have a bad coaching staff. I do think Doug McDermott's a really good coach. Yeah. but. Um, I, I just think when you have the home field advantage, Sean Payton is not afraid to do whatever he wants to do. Um, and so I'm going to take the saints. I think it's going to be a close game, but you were correct. Uh, they do play the Patriots, uh, on uh, December 6th, actually Monday night football. And I don't even like, this is looking ahead, but the reason I say that this is a must win game for both is because I don't know if I feel entirely confident with the Bills going and playing New England the following week. And if they lose that game and this game, that's going to be real bad news for them, I think. Let me give you the gauntlet, by the way, that the Patriots are about to run. Speaking of the Bills, uh, the Patriots are hosting the Titans this week. I think they play Bills by... Then they go Bills. Then they get by. They play the Bills again at some point. Then they play the Colts. Colts-Bills, is that what it is? Indy. And then they host the Bills. Exactly. So they 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 run a four game gauntlet that no one would want to be in right now. Don't get me wrong. I think if you're, I don't know. I want to play the Titans this week because they're going to come back ticked. Um, you know they they had a bad. Tannehill had his worst game probably in the last two years. I mean they can come uh, back ticked, but is Julio going to play? Who's going to be running the ball? No, Julio is not going to play because he IR'd, so he's exactly. he's three week out minimum. So, um, you're not wrong, but uh, but I think that defense is very good, and and actually overall they probably match up really well with the Patriots. Uh, just a lot of similar strengths anyway. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be stinking interesting, man. But the Patriots have just a four game gauntlet: Bills twice, Colts and Titans, uh, on the first and the third of that it, schedule. See, and that's the thing where we kind of. Like I, I said that the Chiefs are ultimately going to end up being the team to beat in the AFC. I really do think that if we were to go, who's next? The Patriots, especially if they come out of that gauntlet. Yeah. Like if they go, yeah. even if they go two and two. Yeah. 
that's a really good spot for them. They're, and if they go still three Jaguars and one, in Miami to end the year. Yeah. And if so, they go like three and one somehow in that gauntlet, I'm like, uh, okay, like what, what's going on in new England? What are these guys eating over there? Because they're, they're just really locked in right now. So, um, well, the last one, I think we can clean up real quick on this one. Uh, Raiders yeah. are at the Cowboys. Raiders are playing bad football. They're playing Raider football. Um, and, uh, that's not a hot take. They're playing Raider football. And, uh, I, I think Cowboys are a very successful team on Thanksgiving. I think you're going to be a very successful team again this year on Thanksgiving. I think CD lamb is probably not going to be cleared off concussion protocol. Mm, yep. That's right. Uh, I don't know what Amari Cooper's COVID status is going to be at that point either. I still don't really think that matters though. I, I, I think, think they the got it either way. Yeah. I think the Cowboys are going to have it. Zeke, Zeke needs to have a good game though. That dude is skating by by getting some touchdowns. Zeke, Zeke needs to have a turkey. He needs leg to have game. seventy yards in a game. Like what the heck? Yeah, he need, he uh, needs to get the turkey leg for them to really like pull away in this game. Yeah, and I and it wouldn't surprise me if that's where the emphasis goes this next week is uh, them trying to run the ball. I mean the the dual headed thing with him and Pollard is great, and I think it works really well. Um, but man, they've got to commit more to that run game pre playoffs and get that thing rolling. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to be one and done. The other uh, thing, too, that's tricky, though, is I also, as much as Zeke needs to have a good game, I I do think that there will be some emphasis to get Dak going again because he's not had, like, fantasy-wise, at least. I, you know, he has some really big games, but then he also still has games where it's like, especially after he tweaked his ankle or calf or whatever it was a few weeks back, since he's come back, it's really been hit or miss. So I, I also wouldn't be surprised if they really tried to get him going to kind of spark the rest of the season run there. Because I, if they don't have um, Dak playing at a really high level, I don't know. Because as good as their dual-headed running back uh, threat is, I don't know <laughs> who do you beat in the NFC if you don't have really good quarterback play. So um, I also wouldn't be surprised to to have this be a game where they really try to get him rolling. It'll be difficult because you're going to be missing potentially a couple of receivers uh, and Gallup is, is still coming back. I don't really think he's had like big moments yet since returning nope. uh, from injury. So I don't think he's hit five catches. So it, it could be an interesting game offensively. I, I guess it depends on where they want to go. Um, I ultimately am going to pick the Cowboys, but there's still are question marks for me. Like I thought there were some really big coaching blunders from McCarthy. Surprise, surprise. I got that uh, one in that game. I got that one 27, 17. I, I, I think it's a game that is going to keep your attention, which any game that comes after the bears lions is going to keep your attention because <laughs> you, you're going to be watching dumpster football at 10 30 AM or whatever it is when you're watching the lions and the bears. And so anything after that is going to be good eats. But totally um, I mean, who knows the Raiders could come out and, and shut everybody up. But I just think there's like, there's so much on their plate on and off the field that I, I think they've kind of missed that train of like riding high off of, you know, coming back and, you know, put it all in here, yada, yada. I just think the Cowboys have their issues, but they're a better team and they got beat again. And I think they're going to do the same thing where they come out. It's not going to be Falcons massacre, but it's going to be, I, I think they're going to pour it on. And it'll be close for a little bit, but I think towards the third quarter they're going to pull away. It's going to be double digit game, and I'm going to take a nap. Well, the uh, yeah, that is nap time. That is fair. Uh, actually, I'm eating at three o'clock, so, so I, 
We're probably I'm, I'm same late late noon. Yeah, so that one will be getting over around. Uh, but yeah, I will I will be uh, I will be couching it. That's for sure. So I wanted to do this with Grant here. Didn't get the opportunity because of his schedule today. Um, but I very fast reactions to this. The Seahawks have six games remaining on their schedule. Um, they uh, uh, they are playing the schedule all the way through now. Okay, so they got they got no breaks. Uh, six games remaining. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, little cough, little cough. Uh, here's what they're looking at. They're going to Washington on Monday Night Football next week. Win or loss? Loss. Taking you're giving them the L. They are hosting the 49ers on Sunday Night Football right after that. Win or loss? Loss. They will travel to the Texans on December 12th. Win or loss? Win. They're going to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Win. You're well, win a, for the Rams. I was uh, thinking oh, of Yeah, you got a selfish there. Okay. All right. I was like, really? Loss. You're giving them that one? Loss. Uh, they are hosting the Bears. Win. They are hosting the Lions. Win. You think they split, and I agree that they split this and go three and three. My point being, that makes them a six, six win and, team. Six and nine. Um. Yeah, they're right. Yes, is it three and six right now? No, that'll be. I. Nope. No, are they? They're they're three and seven. They're three and seven. Holy cow! They suck. <laughs> <laughs> I get to say that out loud now. Um. So that yeah, that makes them that makes them six and eleven. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah Holy cow! It's always hard to do when you've been doing oh, sixteen game brutal. math for how many years now? Yeah, dude, it's this really sucks. hard to like do the numbers that way. Yeah, am I missing? I'm. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm missing the game. I was like, why in the world does that not make sense? That's only six and ten. Um, the Cardinals. Oh, that's a loss. Yeah, that's a loss. They're gonna go three and four. three and four, three and four to finish the year. Well, I actually, what what week do they play the Cardinals? The last one. That really oh, just oh uh, that could matter. It's true, because because if the Cardinals are clinched, yeah. Well, here's the thing: if they play Colt McCoy, <laughs> I think they could still <laughs> lose to Colt McCoy. Like honestly, yeah. I, I guess it depends on who That's else totally would potentially fair. be playing in that game. They they did just lose Colt McCoy, so yeah. point pr- point proven. Yeah, so um, I still think a loss. We'll say that. Yeah, I I think that's that's just unfathomable to me as an NFC West fan and somebody who's been. Uh, more on the losing end in terms of that rivalry, uh, you know, over the past decade or so, um, it, it is just crazy to me that you're going to see a Pete Carroll Seahawks team uh, possibly win or win six games out of seventeen, not just sixteen, but out of seventeen. Yeah. So uh, now, granted, they they were playing Geno Smith for a stretch in the middle of the season, and Russ was apparently rehabbing nineteen hours a day to try to come back. Yeah, Which, you should have slept more. Yeah, you should probably sleep there, uh, Mister Unlimited. But I, yeah, I just I think Washington is winning good football. Uh, I think the Forty ers are on the right track right now. If they win this Vikings game, especially uh, as a fan, I'm gonna feel real good going up to Seattle uh, for that uh, PM game on Sunday, December fifth. But I, uh, dude, this is just it's a lot. I mean, just looking at, at what they got to do. Don't get me wrong. I mean. They got the Texans, they got the Bears and the Lions on the schedule, but those those are just not uh, and honestly yeah, winnable games. And I don't think that it matters a whole lot at this point. And those are the ones that I, I'm pretty sure they will win. 
Yeah. I honestly wouldn't be surprised they drop one of if, those if they drop one of those. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm certainly going to be rooting for it, obviously. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I I do think Russ is that good. I've always talked about how much I like Russ, despite me hating the Seahawks, and they obviously still have good weapons. But <laughs> the fact that they went 12 and four last year, and now we're sitting here potentially looking at a six and 11 in yeah. a year. And I, I, I think, I think with, uh, with Grant next week, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here with the, uh, with Monday night football. And, uh, I'm not sure what night we're going to be recording next week. We'll figure that out, but I don't know that I want to be in the same room as him, uh, during Monday night football. So we'll see. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the Seahawks fans fan base and, uh, obviously their coaching staff's already facing it, but the fan base is going to have to, uh, Face the fact this is not a playoff team at all this year. It's pretty much cemented. Uh, you lose one more game and it's over. Uh, having been a fan of a team who's been in that spot many times uh, oh, over the yeah. past 20 plus uh, seasons. You're talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's over. Uh, yeah. It's just inevitable. At some point, somebody's going to finish you off. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that was just nuts to me as I looked through that schedule and I went, oh no, yeah. that, that really, well, there is no and, hope And the here. thing that's even crazier is, I said this at the beginning of the year, I thought that the Seahawks would have the worst record in the division, but wouldn't necessarily be the worst team. I just thought with who they had to play, sometimes it just doesn't go your way. You lose a game that you're probably still able to win. And I thought the Cardinals would be a lesser team, but would have a better record. That's obviously not true. The Cardinals are just destroying most people. But I still didn't see it going this bad for the Cardinals. Like we were talking about, are we going to have four NFC West teams in the playoffs? Yeah. That's out of the question. Out of the question. Still could have three. Still could have three. I mean, yeah, Niners are very much so in the hunt. They if gotta, if they the Niners continue to run the ball down people's throats, like. Well, and, then, and the Niners, for the most part, are past the tough stretch. We'll do some uh, some look-ins at schedules next week uh, as a couple more determining games kind of get played. I, I think wanted to be a little farther along in the season before we yeah. started schedule hunting but um i did think that this one was important to take a look at because it literally is just showing this is it i mean seahawks season's over and we're just a week 10 yeah. um it's over and and start prepping for the off season and thinking about what you're gonna do with your coaches and what players you're gonna resign what cap hit's gonna be uh when you got to give dk his money um that that's a huge issue they got to yep. deal with. They got to talk to Russ about his contract uh, without ticking him off. They're going to have to talk to Wagner uh, without ticking him off. Uh, they're going to have to figure out what they're doing at left tackle because that dude's old. Um, and remember, didn't almost play for them this year. So they got a lot of questions. The Seahawks do. And uh, it does not pain me to say that. I think we're going to be having a similar conversation a year from now. because You don't rebuild a team in one off season. I think we're going to get some pretty significant news come January. Yes, I with, absolutely. With that team. Yep. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I don't know if you've paid attention to the wide receiver scenario in Denver. Yes. They have three really good guys. They just re-signed Sutton. Yes, they did. And Sutton and Judy are a lock. And Mina Kimes, who's a really big Seahawks person, uh, really great NFL uh, mind as well, good uh, analyst and spokesperson. Watch her, follow her on Twitter, all this stuff. She's really big in the Seahawks. 
And she's like, I'm just going to start the conversation now so it hurts less if it happens. And even she was mentioning, hey, <laughs> Russ to Denver. Oof. I, <laughs> that is, that's an organizational rebuild. And, yeah. and I got no problem having the conversation. Uh, it's a conversation coming uh, more than it obviously it is present. But yeah. Um, it's all like everybody's always going to say like put the quarterback in the good wide receiver situation for a team that is looking to make builds you know it's- yes and 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 i would say that the Bron- but that's that's a great conversation because the broncos are clearly closer right now than the seahawks are yeah they've got a lot more pieces that that receiving core is young and is good uh that defense is good yeah it's not great but it's good and they definitely have a much better secondary <laughs> um and uh you know i would say that the linebacker situation in seattle is better um, but, uh, genuinely, uh, I get that that's a, all we need is this scenario. And, but I will say this about that. Think about what the Broncos would have to give up yeah, to make that happen. I mean, they a would do, sitting, they would, they would probably pay any price. I think dude, for, for Russ, if they take the page out of your Rams book, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, I think we're genuinely talking three to four. I think. I think you're talking three ones and at least two twos. I think they probably would. And I and I think Russ is worth the price. Yeah, he might be. He might be. I, I, I don't have a problem looking at it. I got to look at it, it, some of the stuff aside from that. But, man, it's going to be an interesting it, conversation. It's weird to think about. It, I mean, really, it comes down to, is Pete Carroll going to actually get the boot? Which oh, yeah, I think, no, he's I, gone. I think he absolutely should. Um, if, 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 I'm... I will literally bet all the things on this. Yeah. Pete Carroll is done. His time in Seattle is over. He's done nothing in recent years uh, to warrant him keeping this job. And his team has aged. It has not improved. It's done. And it really also depends, even if they do that, who they get to replace him. Yes. Uh, sure. I, 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 for Russ staying, because it, it certainly Russ does. is at a point, he's like, I got to win now. Yeah. He's in the second half of it. He's still in his prime, but he's in the second half of his career. And, and aside from Pete Carroll, NFC West is the youngest division, uh, head coaches wise, in the league. They're about to have possibly three playoff teams, and Seattle's going to look at that and they're going to make a similar decision. They're going to understand that. And you got to be aggressive with these guys. I, yeah, I, I think you go for Kellen Moore if it was me. Now, I don't know if he wants to stay in the NFC or anything like that. I'll back up Grant. Uh, there's this offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Uh, that they have protected uh, like crazy down there. Um, that would make a lot of sense. Part I, of me wonders if he's hanging on for uh, the day that Andy Reid decides. Because he's getting up there oh, in age for two. sure. For sure. And, so and Andy Reid's gotten... Andy Reid right now is going through a whole lot with his family. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, his, his, his son is facing all kinds of legal ramifications from some poor decisions that he made and put a young girl in the hospital uh, in a car crash. But uh, I I think that that totally makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I think he clearly is the coach in waiting, if you will. Yeah. And Reed's got to decide when his time is up. Um, and that could greatly impact that decision. But I think you're right. Kellen Moore makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, they're going to have a hard time keeping him after this year. Yeah. And Eric Bieniemy uh, in Kansas City makes a lot of sense. Those are the next two guys. Because if you job. insert anybody in there that, in my opinion, isn't a guy like that or of that caliber, I don't know if Russ also is sitting there thinking, am I going to sit here and try to yeah. have 
a couple of years where people figure it out, and now I'm a couple more years down the line. And no bones about it. It's an offensive guy coming in. Yeah. Period. It has to be. Because if it's not, then you don't have a chance. Yes. Russ Russ just wants an offensive line in front of him. He doesn't need any more weapons to throw to. That's not what he's going to be asking for. He's going to say, give me someone that's healthy that I can hand this rock to. Uh, you know, a solid 15 to 18 times a game. And then uh, go work on that defense. Like, go work on that. Um, that's what he's going to ask for. 100%. He, he already has a solid wide receiver core. He, needs, he could use a tight end, and you can draft that. You can yeah. draft that for yeah. sure. Um, but, and there will definitely be some guys on the market. Um, but uh, he could use a tight end. Outside of that, he doesn't need more weapons. Uh, other he could than use some a, protection. <laughs> but he needs an offensive line, and he needs them to fix that secondary. That that is and and really get younger on the defensive line. So I think I think Grant told me today it's the second oldest off or defensive line in the league. Yeah. Um. So they they got to figure that out. But uh, spend all the dollars there, reorganize those contracts. They need some wizardry done. I already mentioned that they've got some big contracts that are going to hose them, and they have to pay one guy. Uh. You you have to pay DK in this off season, and they're about to commit the most dollars you've ever seen committed to one wide receiver core. Uh, in the history of the NFL, because DK is getting flipping paid. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he has to, as part of Russ's deal as well, like if you're not going to yeah. pay DK, it's like, well, he's probably not going to want to commit to anything either. I believe Lockett's number this next year is around 12. Yeah. So if you're already paying Lockett 12, you're probably playing Swaim in the uh, two to three and a half range. Uh, you are going to be paying dollars to DK. I think DK is going to be in the 15 to 18 range mm-hmm. annually. They can front load that as bonus, and so they're not taking as hard a cap hit on that. Um, and they're going to certainly have removable years on the deal, at least one. I, I would say if they end up giving them the, fi- uh, the fifth year on the contract, that's going to be a voidable uh, year situation. But still, man, that's a lot of dollars going out, and they got to rework Wagner, they got to rework Russ, uh, they, and then they got to figure out left tackle. So. It's it's a lot of money issues. Carroll's not going to be there for this because he's too close, and they know that he's going to try and keep all of his guys together. And they know this is not the time to do it. You only got so many years left with Russ. Yeah, that was a lot more than I want to get into there. But genuinely, a lot of big questions. I know we got a lot of Northwest sports fans uh, listening in. Uh, we'd love to hear those takes. You can always hit us up on the Instagram. Follow, uh, find us at uh, Sportsfly uh, dot podcast uh, or dot pod. Sorry. Um, and I, we would love to hear from you on that. Uh, we're going to get going tonight, uh, but we will, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully with Grant crying. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Hey, we, we don't have a tagline yet. Uh, is what we want to do at the end of the podcast. Because, because Cam Newton did well for me in fantasy yeah, again. And he, he has a job. Yeah. Um, even though we got a loss, but, uh, uh, next week we will, uh, we'll be ready to go with that. Um, maybe it's Seahawks still aren't a playoff team. Uh, that I don't know. Fantastic. <laughs> maybe we could use that one today while Grant's gone. Grant <laughs> might, Grant might say no, but anyway, you guys have a great week and uh, we will catch you next week.